It's the South Florida Morning Show with Jennifer Ross and Bill Adams on News Talk 850 WFTL. Man, everything's just perspective, isn't it? We can think we have all the problems in the world and we're all worked up by something. Then you look at this story in uh, Turkey and Syria. This is just horrific. Wow. I mean, two, I don't even know if it qualifies in, as an aftershock. You get a seven point something followed by a 7.8. It's really, I, I've, you know, it's we've nuts. seen really bad earthquakes before and tsunamis and, you know, Japan comes to mind, uh, Indonesia comes to mind, but then you hear yeah. about a 7.8. And then it's followed by a 7.5. So that you're already rocked by a major earthquake. You're trying to recover people. There's, yeah. You know, infrastructure is already weakened. And then you get hit with another major earthquake about 10 hours later. And that's what's happened in Turkey and Syria. It's an absolute disaster. 7.5 followed a 7.8 in Turkey itself. Oh. Uh, it was just, you're right. It was just hours after that. Between that country and Syria, over 1,300 people believed to have been killed in these. So, so far, uh, unfortunately. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, that's way, you're right, Diener. That's way early in the yeah. estimation. President Biden's offering assistance already, um, leaving over, uh, like we said, over 1,300 people uh, you know, dead in Turkey and Syria. And um, international assistance is coming as well. Elon Musk even tweeted out early right away that uh, Starlink satellite internet uh, will be provided as soon as they can possibly do it. It's not even approved in Turkey yet. He's just doing it. Yeah. He's just, man, it's, uh, and I've seen videos of nothing like, you know, I mentioned uh, Indonesia with that tsunami back, right. I think it was at 2004, 2005, somewhere in there. But they did have, you know, like a, a tsunami that came up and the water started, you know, kind of swelling up on the Turkey coast. So, you know, they're dealing with that on some of the coastal cities. It's, it's really, it's really bad. I mean, these poor people just seen videos on social media of just buildings collapsing everywhere and. Trying to find people in the rubble, you just hope that you know they don't get another major aftershock. I'm sure there's still going to be aftershocks, but this one I just the video I grabbed here and the the, the sound from it is it, it's unbelievable to see because it's already like we said the earthquake had already happened. These people are driving down mm-hmm. some main street in a capital in a, a big city in in Turkey, like several large buildings collapse onto the street right behind them as they're right there. Unbelievable to see that happen. That's the mass devastation. Wow, man, you just, just never know. No, and then, and then they, we heard something about Buffalo this morning too. They were talking about a like a 4.0 earthquake in Buffalo. Obviously, not nearly as big as anything that they had in Turkey, but, but yeah. But if I, I'd never been in anything like that's a four point anything. That wouldn't shock me. Yeah, I mean, you know, you have a 4.0 in California. You turn over, you, you know, in yeah. the middle of the night, you turn over, you go back to bed. <laughs> that's the kind of stuff they're used to. But you know, in Buffalo, that's no one over there is used to feeling an earthquake like that. Very strange. I know it would definitely catch me off guard. I guess the plates keep moving under there. I suppose. Uh, in the meantime, aftermath continues. Everybody has something to say about it. The Chinese balloon uh, shootdown fallout now. Who's to blame? Who's not to blame? Amazingly, the Pentagon came out on Sunday and to try to take the heat off themselves. It's clear as day what this was. And they said, well, uh, three Chinese spy balloons had floated over the U.S. during the Trump administration roundly and immediately criticized and debunked by anybody in the know. In fact, uh, the Na- former director of national intelligence, John Radcliffe, said it's absolutely not true. Well, it's not true. I can I can refute it. Um, uh, former Secretary of Defense uh, Mark Esper refuted it yesterday. Sec- former Secretary of State and CIA Director Mike Pompeo has refuted it. But, Maria, the American people can refute it for themselves. Um, uh, 
Uh, do you remember during the Trump administration when uh, photographers on the ground and commercial airline pilots were talking about a uh, spy balloon over the United States uh, that people could look up and see even with the, with the naked eye and that a media that hated Donald Trump wasn't reporting? I don't remember that either because it didn't happen. That's a great point. Can you imagine if anything like this, they were looking for anything they could to disparage the Trump administration? This would have been, this still would have been in the news. That's right. Oh, when you yep. don't pinch, it's an impeachable offense. Trump doesn't know what he's doing with national security. That's how he's exactly right. That's how you know that that wasn't true. That's that's a great point. I mean, could you imagine if Trump had had this multiple times, not once, <laughs> multiple times, and and the media could have attached themselves to that? They could have called him what we're calling Biden and his people now inept, dumb, not you know completely blind, fumbling and bumbling, just you know not fit for the job. They would have said all the things that we're saying about Biden, but they would they say about Trump already. But now they actually would have had an excuse to say about him if something like this right, was happening. That's right. It's exactly right. That's a great point. I didn't think and about it, that. The, the most shocking thing of all is what's right in front of our faces. Like, we overthink it. Could it really be such a simple story that the Chinese are so not intimidated by this administration that they're floating a literal test balloon? Yeah. And the answer is yes. It really is that simple. I guess so. It, it's just a test to see what they can get away with. It's not complicated. And now, predictably... Because we said this on Friday that this was going to be China's response if we did end up shooting down the stupid balloon. We said that they were going to come out and go, well, that was just our civilian airship. And now you will have uh, repercussions from us here in China. And, of course, that's what they're saying. It was a totally unacceptable response. Yes. And it warrants further action. That's right. (laughs) More balloons. Wow. Holy cow. What What a mess. All right, well, in better news, we're getting closer and closer to this. In fact, less than a week away. Six days away now. It's super week, Bill, but now you're, you're, you're bummed out. What's going on? I am trying every possible angle I can find, and I'm not the only one. People, I think the ratings would be there because of what it is. Sure. There's not a lot of interest in this game. No. Sorry. It's just what? not. What's going on? It's just not. I'm not the only one. It's just people aren't interested in the teams, it's the storylines. matchup. Yeah. What are the storylines? The brothers? Who cares? I, I think the, I guess the biggest storyline is Mahomes and and you know you got like this established MVP best quarterback in the league and then you're going up against the young startup and in, in Jalen Hurts. That's a tough sell. Uh, I, That's a really tough sell. Quarterbacks are always a story, so that's not much of one. Yeah. It's really not. Andy Reid against his former team. That's the that's the best I can find so far. Yeah. Nope. They got the. They got the brothers. That's it. That's the storyline. The Kelseys. It's it's like no dynasty in the making. It's no no. Ugh. It does feel like one of those type of like you know what? It's an in between. An in between Super Bowl. Yes. But the last time I felt that was Rams and Titans, and that ended up being one of the greatest games of all time back in 1999. That's true. That was a good game. Yeah. What a tackle. Uh, in the meantime, <laughs> with the Super Bowl less than a week away, it's cropped up again, and it's good news. The debate about the Monday after the Super Bowl. Should it be a national holiday? It's never gotten so much support as of right now. Uh, Two politicians in Tennessee in the meantime have just introduced a bill to make it a state holiday. Oh. The problem is instead of Columbus Day. I don't want to lose Columbus Day. But Uh. at the state level, for this thing to finally start happening, that's pretty good news. That's never happened before. That would be great. We're making progress. This is how it happens. So, so if that right. happens, that's good news. Chip away at it a little bit. But when it comes to Columbus Day, it's not like we have off anymore anyway. Yeah, that's you know? right. But if we actually get a day off from this, Super Monday, let's go, baby. 
Sorry, Columbus. I'll remember you in my own way. I don't know the exact name of this, this state politician in Tennessee, but listen to his reasoning. It's great. Most of the people are either hungover or they just don't want to come to work because the Super Bowl runs way into late hours. I think it'd be great. Well, I would participate in any day off. Why do we keep coming up with holidays? It almost seems like a backdoor way to cancel a real holiday. That You know, that is a thing. Interesting. I don't want to see, you know, why do we have to lose Columbus Day? Or Indigenous People's Day. Yeah. In order to get this off, should we just add one? I would like to add one. I mean, it's yeah, it's tough to trade. Or the better solution, just make it Super Saturday. Yes. That I don't know why it. they don't do that either. I, I've never understood that. It's, it's right there. All right, Powerball <laughs> update for you. Balloon update, an earthquake update, all of it coming up next. The East South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. Thank you, Jennifer. Boy, what a washout over the weekend, but none of that. This week, or at least the start to the early week, it's going to be uh, mid-70s, plenty of sun, drier. It's going to be nice. It's nice out already. Well, that's good. I know. You know it was gross. At least at least we got that for, for during the week because uh, yeah, it was it was kind of nasty yesterday. didn't do anything yesterday. I was already provided for a nice lazy Sunday. Yeah, it did. Try it anyway. Dude, we needed the rain. I know everybody always says that, yeah. but it's true. All right, in the meantime, this happened over the weekend as well. 747 now. It's where it's at. Rolls up and up and up. Now I want to see it to go what billion. Just go ahead. It's it's on its way. I know. I'm protesting again. I bought tickets on Saturday like like a dope, but I said I was going to, so that's why I did it. Suckers. I, oh yeah, big time. Every I'm protesting. Time. In the meantime, the fallout continues, and not just talking about the wreckage of. And where's that story? Where where's the footage? Did somebody go out in the ocean off of Myrtle, off of uh, South Carolina, and? See the hopefully Navy vessels, hopefully U.S. Navy vessels grabbing the wreckage of what's left over from the Chinese spy balloon. That's what I want to see now. Yes. We, was there a plan? At least justify this and tell me there was a plan to grab the 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 intelligence part of this balloon. At least to 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 grab it and ascertain some information. Otherwise, what'd you do this for? What'd you wait? It's a great question because you know we we see the footage right again, not news footage. This is something that somebody was recording. That's amazing. <laughs> it's just citizen journalism is taking over. It really is. But then the, we see the footage of, of it being shot down. But where's where's the story? Where is anybody in any news network or publication going out and doing a story about the recovery effort? Is it because it's top secret, so maybe they're not allowed over there? I mean, maybe they put a, a, a net over it where they wouldn't let boats clear it. But, but, but they had to know. They had to know where it was going. Somebody had to figure this out and... and Put a camera out there and figure out about who's getting the wreckage and where and what they're doing with it. It was at the. That's the only thing I'm trying to justify to understand why they waited till it was over the ocean. It's easier to grab the the piece of intelligence that's left over. Because maybe if it was gonna get shot down over Montana somewhere or somewhere else in the middle of the country, maybe it was gonna be guaranteed destroyed. I don't know, maybe. But then again, you're letting it go over. The entire country. So I just feel like there, there had to be a better option. There had to be. I mean, how, how could that be the best option to let it just keep going over the entire country? And that's exactly right, though. And you know who thought the same thing was Ted Cruz. If you want to feel good about anything, it's that what's keeping any administration, state, local, federal, whatever it is, on the up and up, are people paying attention. It's citizen journalists. Ted Cruz... Very prominent senator said just as much. Imagine how this would have played out if nobody had taken any pictures of the balloon. If nobody in Montana had looked mm-hmm. up and no- noticed this giant balloon, 
if it wasn't in the news. We know yeah. that when the Biden administration knew about the balloon, they said nothing, they did nothing, they didn't shoot it down. And at the end of the day, I think the only reason they shot it down is because it made it into the news well, and they felt forced to as a matter of politics rather than national security. That's a well, bad message for the Chinese government to hear. <laughs> what if nobody saw it? What if it didn't fly close enough to the ground so that nobody could catch it with the eye and then and get a cell phone going? Exactly. No, 100%. I mean, we would just, maybe somebody would have seen it over Missouri. Or maybe someone wouldn't have seen it until it was being shot down near, you know, uh, Myrtle Beach. I mean, it's it just it's just incredible. No one would have found out about this thing unless someone on the ground saw it. It's just so depressing, man, how they handle this entire thing. But, again, the positive. Let's be positive about this. All right, we'll try. People really do have the power. Yes. that should All of this should tell you how much a big government recognizes the power of the people with information. That's why the whole tech censorship thing happened. They know how powerful people can be when they get a hold of information. And you know what? I wish people would get more information because let me just speak to the idiots on Twitter real quick who I've seen. Because I read the comments, unfortunately, on different posts. And I know I shouldn't because you have just so many stupid people on there. It's a dangerous section. And you have people writing, well, hey, moron, don't you know China has Google Maps? And they can just go on there. (laughs) I'm like, oh, my gosh. How, how do you think, okay, if China doesn't think Google Maps is giving them all the information they need, don't you think it would be just be easy for them to go on Google and say, hey, let's look and see what the Montana Air Force Base lo- looks like? Yeah, I don't think they were looking for a map. Oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> it's a little bit deeper than that, Twidiots. I think it was. It may be nothing, in fact. They may, have, I mean, they may have collected nothing. And it was just literally a statement to make a literal test balloon to float across the country. To see what they can get away with. Could be. There was one report. This was amazing. Again, after the, after we got off the air on Friday, there was an incredible, translated of course, media report out of China that said, you know what it said? Why don't they just shoot it down? No. They said this. <laughs> they said, well, if they're they're that offended by it, why don't they just shoot it down? No. And of course, the official government response was a completely inappropriate action that demands further action from us. And That's right. And they, they called it a citizen balloon. They did. I, I mean, my God. <laughs> Oh, we're just Lord. so lost. And I, I, the negative side of this is we've got a long way to go in this yeah. administration. We've got just under two years to go with just weakness across the world. <laughs> and and the, the shame of it is it's going to the next administration, when they finally sweep these people out of here, yes. is going to have to focus on completely refortifying the military and its reputation and the uh, Pentagon because of this. Oh, well, Bill, the, the grown-ups were back in charge, I thought. Oh, yeah. oh Remember and, that? And how about this one? We're going to be the most transparent administration yeah. in history. Really? <laughs> when, jo- when, they, when they completely covered this up until they couldn't anymore? They were completely transparent. Yeah, sure. So right. so transparent. Great job, guys. Yeah. Your, your your ineptitude is completely transparent. Everybody sees that around the world. Here's transparency for you. Here's Biden facing a question. The, the reporter at the beginning you'll hear say, what does this do with our relationship with China? And he shuffles away. Oh. What does this mean for China, relationship with China? There he and, goes. And there, and there he goes. There's, there goes the Joe shuffle. And there's that transparency we all heard about, right? Wonderful. <laughs> A bunch of clowns. What an absolute clown show. It's it's stunning how bad they are. Yeah. And what they do. It's it's unbelievable. It's even it's worse than I thought it was going to be. Which and that's saying something. Exactly. We have pretty low expectations <laughs> going into this thing. It just keeps getting uh, something else always happens. It's like, all right, they, they gotta pick it up from here, right? And something else always ends up happening. And now just imagine Biden has a state of the of the union address tomorrow. 
I mean, how do you come off loss after loss after loss and try to act like you're winning? Does he actually have the nerve to try to spin this as a win? 100%. And try to brag about it? Yes. Will this even make it into the speech? I, I think they're going to... Maybe not specifically, but they're going to tout, you know, national security and how we've never been safer. So they'll just, you know, kind of like a veiled thing wow. w- without actually mentioning it. They're going to tout the economy. I mean, and that's laughable. Isn't that amazing? It's like it's like a team that's down 85 to nothing at halftime coming out and saying, we're doing great, guys. <laughs> and they, get, they, they score a, a touchdown and they do a celebration dance. That's right. Wow. See, told you. Believable. <laughs> All right. We've got, uh, we've got the, oh, I need to ask you about this. Did the Pope delete... A naughty tweet. Oh, no. Did you see this? I did not. People are saying he was praising the middle finger. What? <laughs> see, this is the danger in giving the Pope a Twitter account. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about this. I'm not sure he knows all the customs when it comes to the middle finger. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. We got that to talk about. We got some Super Bowl stuff as well as uh, more details about the, the uh, aftershocks of these earthquakes. Mm. What's going on there? It's coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. What happened with Rapid Fire? <laughs> that was the best show ever. Well, good news for you, sir. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> this time tomorrow we'll be doing Rapid Fire as well as uh, 8.30 and 9.30 and the return of Jay Ross. Jen's coming back tomorrow. It's a red-letter day. <laughs> what a big day tomorrow. We're just going to throw everything at you. Jen's going to be back. Rapid Fire is going to be back. Anybody tell Jen Rapid Fire is back? Ooh, about that. I think we forgot. <laughs> I think we were and it's three times. That's right. Now instead of just once? Yeah, she'll learn quick. I think we should have put That's that right. in the memo. That's okay. Oh well. <laughs> What's the worst that could happen? Here. Right? Do this. Yeah, it's fine. So that's uh, that's awesome. It's a day we're all looking forward to for sure. I think we're going to hit her up with some prop bets already. Is tomorrow the prop bet day for the Super Bowl starting? I'll be nice. I'll I'll let her settle in a little bit and wait maybe wait till like Thursday or Friday. Okay. I'll I'll let her get settled. All right. I don't want to throw too much at her at once, but I feel like we need to get we need to get her caught up because she left right before the holidays. So she didn't get to hear some of our favorite holiday kind of like, you know, little bits. She missed out on Pat Robertson saying Halloween is the devil's night. Oh, my God. That's right. That was pre-Halloween. Yes. Oh, my. This has been a long time. I know. And she, she missed out on uh, Judas Priest, Donner, and Blitzen that we always play for her because she hates it. It was a lot. <laughs> I did I did sandbag, and I held on to one thing I found on Saturday. You know, oh. we, as we go along here, Dean or I kind of collect stories, and we just hold on to them. Sure. And we bring them up, and if we, if we don't get to them, we just bring them up in the 9 o'clock hour. That's what that's for. But anyway... <laughs> So there was this first, you know how Jen hates lottery winners to begin with, <laughs> and our Powerball is so big, it fits right in. It was the first time a kid, a teenager, she must be just 18, Oh no! this Canadian girl, the first time she's ever played their lottery, she won $47 million. Stop! No. I, I hate her, too. Oh, oh, man. We should all hate that kid. I, I kind of hate her, yeah. <laughs> God. I understand why Jen hates a lot of wow. sometimes. That's one that uh, kind of gets to me, too. But she'll come back to this. Se- unless they win tonight. $747 million for Powerball. It keeps on going. I, like I said before, I just wanted to go to a billion now. I'm done. Just do it. Oh, I think so. I want a $2 billion lottery. Keep on going. It will. She, Jen's going to be all excited. Can you imagine Jen's going to come back tomorrow, and the first thing she's going to be talking about is, look at this, I come back and this is a giant lottery jackpot. Right. Because no one's going to win tonight, so it's all good. You sure? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, because yeah. they don't want them to win on a Monday. No, that's not going to happen. They want an exciting, big, billion-dollar Saturday win. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what I say. It might, it might be $800 million. After tonight, or at least close to it, that would be right on pace. Maybe like seven ninety-five. That'd be right there. It wouldn't would. It? Yeah, the way it's been jumping. Wow, how about that? <laughs> all right. Well, we all know about this. 
that was it. Live, raw, and unfiltered. It appears that that China spy balloon has now been shot down over the Atlantic Ocean. That was, one of the, that was one of the early morning Fox reporters, I mean, the uh, anchors that was right on there saying, well, that was it. That's all. Okay. What's <laughs> going on his career highlight deal? <laughs> he put that on his on his highlight really tries to get into the job. Wow, your, uh, your call of the balloon being shot down was just rousing. I called it. Uh, <laughs> the aftermath has been even more fascinating, I think, than the balloon itself in the four days it was floating over the continental U.S. It really has. First of all, Biden bragging number one. On Wednesday, when I was briefed on the balloon, I ordered the Pentagon to shoot it down on Wednesday as soon as possible. They decided, without doing damage to anyone on on the ground, they decided that the best time to do that was when it got over water outside within our within 12 mile limit. They decided. Successfully took it down. He didn't decide. They decided. They made the calls. That's, I don't get that. You're the commander-in-chief. I mean, that's literally one of your titles and one of your jobs is you have the final say because you're the commander-in-chief. I understand advisors. I understand you know, you people saying, well, Mr. President, maybe we should do this or that. And they of can course. overrule him if they think he's not all mentally there, and he's not, but I mean, still. Or do you come up with this? Do you believe the Wednesday story? As soon as I find out Wednesday. First of all, if you only find out about this on Wednesday... This thing had been floating. It had already come across Canada, headed to the U.S., and you find out on Wednesday? Yeah, there's a problem there, too. They're either lying to him or totally keeping him in the dark. Right, right. Totally. Because we had heard during the week, when, when we first heard about it, what was this, Thursday afternoon, pretty right. much, that they, they knew it was there since Monday. So why did he find out Wednesday? Unless that original reporting was was incorrect. I'm not sure I believe the, that he even wanted to shoot it down. I don't know if I believe that either. Yeah. And that's the problem with this supposedly transparent administration. You don't know what to believe. And <laughs> you can't true. have that. They lie so many times and oh, they try to save God. face so many times and you know just pull the wool over your eyes. It's it's hard to know when they're actually being honest. And then Sunday rolls around. So now now they're all talking. Now all the politicians are talking. The Pentagon's trying to spin it to make themselves look better because it was a disaster. And they said, well, uh, Trump administration, three balloons, three Chinese balloons had floated across. Everybody involved shot that down immediately, including the former director of national intelligence, John Ratliff said that absolutely didn't happen. You would have known it if it happened because they, they would have that would have been everywhere in the media. And he also said this, the damage that this has done is beyond anybody's comprehension so far. Not only is it unprecedented, but the damage from this is incalculable, both from um, an intelligence standpoint and the possible payloads. You talked a little bit earlier about the different types of payloads that a stratospheric balloon could carry. Um, those possibilities are, are, are limited only by your imagination. Um, but what we do know is none of those are possible to be deployed against the United States if a stratospheric balloon isn't allowed to traipse across our countryside for four straight days, something that has never happened before. Well, we didn't want to cause any damage on the ground. It shouldn't have gotten here. Well, there's that, too. Shoot it down over Canada if you have to. What are they going to do? Yeah, geez, you think Trudeau is going to do it? That guy has no spine. Are you kidding me? He's about as you know yellow belly as it gets. <laughs> Old Wild West term. Give me a break. If we had if we had any guts, we would have shot it down over Canada. Wow. Never let it get here. Unbelievable times. All right, just a quick little update. Uh, two really, really bad. A 7.8, then a 7.5, mm. if you can consider that an aftershock. Uh, earthquakes in Syria and Turkey has 
Thousands of people have lost their lives so far. U.S. has promised response. The whole world has. As we're trying to get more details on that. Was there, I don't know. I have no idea if with the plate tectonics, if this was even connected whatsoever. But is there any more information on that Buffalo uh, earthquake near Buffalo this morning? It was about a 4.0? Just a lot of people were caught off guard. Were I mean, quite frankly, freaked out because they're waking up to hear about this earthquake. Two major earthquakes in Turkey and Syria. And then I know. They feel then, a, then they feel it. A, a 4.0 in Buffalo, which, again, you know, in California terms, people are like, oh, whatever. I roll, you know, over and go back to bed with that. But in <laughs> Buffalo, that's a big deal. It would have freaked me out. Yeah. Wow. All right. We'll gather more information as we go here. All right. In the meantime, I'm looking at you for information on this. Did you hear anything about the Pope deleting tweets over the weekend? I didn't hear about this, but I'm trying to look into it now. This is very strange. (laughs) See, this is why. I don't know if we should have given the Pope a Twitter account. Last week, the Pope's official Twitter account, there is one. You can follow him. Posted and deleted a tweet praising the middle finger? Why? I don't know. It's happening. It's all very innocent. He wasn't telling Catholics to flip each other off or anything. He started with a speech where he gave the gave in the Congo last Thursday, talked about how the five digits on your hand represent five essential things in life, like prayer, pinky mean service, that kind of stuff, right? Whoever runs the Twitter account summarized each one online, but eventually yanked the post down after multiple people had fun with the one about your middle finger. <laughs> Whoops. Because <laughs> that is an emoji you can put up there. It is. So when he true. was talking about that particular finger, there it was. Oh, no. Yeah. He's. Do you want to hear the tweet? Yes, I do. He said, well, whoever tweets for him anyway, says, the middle finger, which is higher than the others, reminds <laughs> us of something essential. Honesty. And there it was. Being honest is important. Not getting entangled in the snares of corruption. Well, he was honest. And also, you know, maybe trying to wave at somebody in a very nasty way. <laughs> so people went through and they, and they documented all the comments. You were talking about the Twitter comment section a while ago, how yes. dangerous it is. Somebody documented all of them and published them. <laughs> the best one was some guy in New York. He goes, I'm doing the Lord's work driving on the Belt Parkway this morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you, Philadelphia Eagles fans are going to be very holy at the Super Bowl. Yeah, wow, a lot of honesty Truth. going on there. Truth yeah. and honesty. <laughs> Speaking of the Super Bowl, a Monday holiday after the Super Bowl. They're getting closer. In fact, it may even become a state holiday in Tennessee, of all places. Let's do this. Lead the way, Tennessee. We'll get that more headlines coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. Why did it take so long for them to disclose this to the American public? I don't think the trajectory of where this balloon was going was a mystery. I think pretty early on, they probably, because of the prevailing winds, because of the direction that it was headed, I think it was pretty clear that this thing was going to enter the Northwest in Montana, in Idaho, move its way down the Midwest, and exit the, the eastern seaboard just off the Carolinas. There's Marco Rubio. He's not saying anything, you know, revolutionary here. We all get that. Everybody seems to be in agreement here. Why did you wait so long? Yeah, good. You shot it down. Great. Why Why was it floating across the entire continental U.S. before it happened? Exactly. Why does Biden say he was only briefed on Wednesday? And what? These, these are all great questions, and I don't think we're really going to get the answers to them. It's just going to be speculation. You're going to have people say, well, that happens because they want they wanted it that way, that the Biden administration is just doing China's work, that they wanted them to have that information, and they try to play it off like, hey, we shot it down over the ocean. We're great. We're, we're the good guys. We got the job done. Or they're just completely inept. Or it's that. Or, you know, there is actually a third option, which is kind of horrifying, but it's true. What if they're really that intimidated by China? You just you don't want to make them mad. So maybe a mix of both? I don't or, know. You know? I, I don't know. 
an incompetent soup. Because yeah, yeah, pretty much. Because yeah, there could be that in between. You know, you have your, your extreme one side here where it's like they're in on it, or you have your extreme other side here where it's just just like the we don't know what to do, or it's somewhere in the middle, which is. We're not sure what to do here because this and that with China and relationships here and there. And if we do it, we might make them angry because of this. It could be a, you know, a nice little yeah mix of fear and incompetence. I'm, all, I'm also convinced now. I thought this before, but now I'm convinced of two things. They're not telling Biden everything. I'm convinced of that. Sure and these that departments way. within this administration do not talk to each other. Right. I think uh, yeah. I think the Pentagon itself probably has more power than ever because they just do what they want to do. That's incredible to me that if they tell Biden about this on Wednesday, which is also questions because I thought they knew about it on Monday. Yeah, exactly. But that's neither here nor there. If they tell him about this and he wants them to shoot it down, he says, well, shoot it down as soon as possible. Whenever, whenever you feel it's safe. Why are they overruling him? He's the commander in chief. Well, yeah, he admitted it, too. I, well, I wanted to, but then I... I'm not even sure he, I don't know how much credibility we could put to the statement of, well, I wanted it shut down on Wednesday. Well, maybe, maybe not. This is, uh, well, he's pretty much admitting he got overruled. Briefed on the balloon, I ordered the Pentagon to shoot it down on Wednesday as soon as possible. They decided without doing damage to anyone on, on the ground. <laughs> They decided that the best time to do that was as it got over water. They decided. Outside, within our, within 12 mile limit. There it is. They decided, yeah, not they, you. They, they decided this. I mean, look, I get it. Every president has their advisors. They have the command, you know, the NORAD commanders and the generals and everybody. But in the end, you're supposed to have the final say. I mean, they're, they're, they're advisors, not supposed to be the decision makers or something like that. They're running the show. Right? They're running the show. <laughs> Unless I'm not understanding this correctly. But like you said, they're just running the show. And who's the, I, how do you clean that up? Whoever's in next, when these people finally get swept out the door in D.C. and back into their swamp consulting jobs, how do you clean up this? You got people like, remember the whole stories about uh, General Milley went behind Trump's back? What a disgrace he, was he is. was communicating with, with the Chinese military leaders yep. and the president didn't know about it. That, yep. That's a problem. You need to get, if whoever it is, I, I don't care what Republican gets in there. They need to get rid of all of the, if, if a Republican gets in 24, they need to get rid of every single one of these woke generals My God. who are just destroying us on the global stage. It's so bad. It's, it really is. And they can't figure out why they're losing military numbers. Oh, right. I don't know. <laughs> maybe they, maybe they want to focus on uh, killing the enemy and not pronouns. Maybe that's why. No, well, there's that too, yeah. Holy moly. Anyway, the fallout's going to continue from that thing for a long time. I'll, I'll pose this question again. Does Biden bring this up in the State of the Union tomorrow? Or does he just kind of gloss over it? Does I he try to brag about it? I don't think he's going to brag about it specifically, but I think what he's going to do is brag about how we are powerful on the global stage and respected by other leaders and adversaries alike. <sighs> I'm telling yeah. you, it's, it's, it's going to be something like that. Yeah. And so in the back of your head, you're going to think about the Chinese balloon, and I'm just going to laugh. There's just going to be a lot of laughable, laughable moments tomorrow night. We may be liked more because, you know, it's like a pushover. Sure. You Everybody know? likes the pushover because like you can get away with whatever you want. It's like a guy at a fruit stand down the street. You rip him off every week. And yeah. you're like, I like that guy. I like that you guy. You know what? It didn't give me any trouble. I think maybe my kids like me better because I'm the pushover in the house. My <laughs> wife disciplines them. So everybody, everybody yeah, likes the pushover. Dad. Yeah. <laughs> In the meantime, this is no laughing matter here. Uh, It's tough. Turkey is reeling. Another powerful earthquake. The U.S. has pledged our assistance. Most other countries have, too. Magnitude 7.5, just hours after a 7.8. Okay, that's got to be some kind of rare geological occurrence, right? 
Between that country and Syria, they know at least, and this is going to go up, unfortunately, over 1,300 people are believed to have uh, been killed. That's an awful scene. It's, oh, man. It's terrible. I mean, we, we do have it up on the website now on 850WFTL.com. And I don't normally like to put heavy things on the blog, but yeah. they just feel like it, it is there. It's on the Morning Show blog as well. Because, you know, as stories cycle through on the website today, I thought it was important enough to put at least put on the Morning Show blog. It's That's just, rough. it's really bad. All right, take our mind off uh, those kinds of things. We've got a Super Bowl to talk about. Distraction. Less than a week away. Give it to me. Full disclosure, this is one of those events. I'm more interested in the party than the game. I'm sorry, I just am. I can't, I've can't. i tried for a week now to get excited about this one. I get it. Uh, I, I think I'm just, I'm not excited. I think I'm with you. I mean, I'm, I don't hate the matchup, but I'm just excited for the day, everything that goes into the Super Bowl. Because it's like what? A national holiday, it is, right? That's right. We have always suggested, why don't they just make it Super Saturday? I think it's genius. But it's easier to create a new holiday than to get the NFL to do something smart. <laughs> God forbid. Right? So this, this is our next best option. Should the Monday after the Super Bowl be a national holiday? It's getting closer. I've said this for decades. Yep. Uh, some areas of the country have already taken matters into their own hands. One school district near Philly... Uh, which is a it's a Jersey school district, but you know it's that part where they're all, I all see. Uh, Philly fans. It's starting class two hours late on Monday to let Eagles fans sleep in. Okay, that's nice. And two politicians in Tennessee have just introduced a bill in that state to make it a state holiday instead. Here's the problem: instead of Columbus Day, why well, just add a holiday? Yeah, I mean, can't can't you find room to add on the calendar? I like their <laughs> debate though. This is what our microphones were there, Diener. Believe it or not. Oh, they're always there. Most of the people are either hungover or they just don't want to come to work because the Super Bowl runs way into late hours. Yeah, I think it'd be great. Yeah. Well, I would participate in any day off. Why do we keep <laughs> like coming up with holidays? <laughs> it almost seems like a backdoor way to cancel a real holiday. See, that's the guy that wants to keep Columbus Day. Right. And I, I get Why do we that. have to lose a holiday in order to get one? But, I mean, as far as I know, I mean, I, I don't know if it's different in, in other states, but we don't get Columbus Day off. It's it's not a day off type of thing for a lot of people. Uh, excuse Federally, me, Diener, it is. Diener, it's Indigenous Peoples Day. Oh, I'm sorry. Get I'm it sorry. right, please. Is there mail on Indigenous Peoples Day? <laughs> <laughs> you can't even get it out. I don't even know. I don't remember. I never get the mail anyway. Yeah. I really don't. No? Lauren was away last week for like three days. Yeah. The, the mail, it was so full, the guy was starting to stack it on top oh, of no. the mailbox. I'm like, well, oh, you know. It just piled it's up. It's not my job. I always get paranoid about it. I feel like for some reason someone's going to want my mail. So I'm like, I, I gotta get it. All right. We can't. I, I tried to ignore it all morning long. We can't anymore. We got to talk about this demonic thing at the Grammys last night. It was horrific. I, I didn't want to come on and have to be like, oh, it's terrible. But it is. Yeah. It's like that bad. Yeah. It was sponsored by Pfizer. Boy. It <laughs> was amazing. All right. We'll tell you what that is because people are going to talk about it at work today. We got that. Some other headlines all next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. It's the South Florida Morning Show with Jennifer Ross and Bill Adams on News Talk 850 WFTL. Well, they finally did it. I think they've been trying to veil it for a long time, but Hollywood finally went full demonic. <laughs> they, they they came out of the uh, the demon closet yeah. last night. I was yeah. like, well, let's just do it. Yeah. And I didn't. I so didn't want to come in here this morning and talk about anything Grammys. I really didn't. I get it. I didn't want to come off like old man yelling at the sky. Yeah. But this is just too bad. There's too many people talking about it, and there's, too, there's going to be too many people in your workplace talking about this thing. Because most people are just finding out about it now. I mean, it was just so in your face, blatant Satanism. 
I mean, it's unbelievable. The, 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 <laughs> the, really the not, imagery. I know that sounds like hyperbole. It's not. No, it's, it's not. And I would say that I would put it on the Morning Show blog, which I normally do. Something that we're talking about, it's a big story, <laughs> it's a visual, so I would put it on the Morning Show blog so you can see what we're referring to. And I'm almost I'm so hesitant to even put this on there because I don't want to promote it. It's like, I, you, I'm just going to say, just go look it up on your own time. Because it's like you're going to have to go to, Diener's going to have to go to confession if he <laughs> yeah. presses enter on this. All right, here's the background. Oh, my gosh. So it's, <laughs> and we'll describe what the scene was like. And I know it's tough with uh, just the audio right now, but Sam Smith is a uh, recording artist. And first of all, shows up, and I first saw this, my daughter and uh, wife were watching the, they watch the red carpet thing. I know it's stupid, but they do. So they were watching that, and Sam Smith walks in with a red devil-like looking outfit, and then four or five, like, um, minions or something. I don't yeah. know. Like, worshipping at his feet. Yeah. And they're all in, like, it, it looks, you know, all right, shock, rock, anything. It's not rock, but, I mean, still, I, I get that. Their performance happens, which I didn't see live, I didn't see till after, because I came downstairs, and they were like, um... Did you, did you see it? Like, what? <laughs> it sounded, first of all, like this. Okay. I mean, the song is called Unholy, so I get it that, it, you know, they would try to play up to that, you know if, what I mean? It fades out to the end. Let's play the end of the, do you get to the fade again? Sure. It jumps to the end. Okay. Okay, so that's the end. And then it's still red smoke, fire, devil horns, and the worship thing going on in the arena, right? Yeah. And then the Grammy logo comes up while that's still there. And then immediately, and this is so perfect, it goes, sponsored by Pfizer. <laughs> so, so that's just added to the controversy of this thing. Because now you have the people who are very, very anti-vax going, it's like they're, they're worshiping at the altar of killing all these people. You can't make it up. I mean, it's so, something that someone would make a skit out of. So here's the scene. So they got the, the devil horns, the red, the fire. The, yeah. Or the or the uh, dancers in cages was interesting. That's always but a good... It, yeah. it kind of looked like a little scene out of hell. It did. Yes, it did. It reminded me, actually, this is going to sound so silly. We brought up that priest a couple weeks ago. Remember that? Oh, yes. It wasn't a Catholic priest. Yes. I, I forget which de- uh, denomination it was, but he was a priest in Michigan who said that he died of a heart attack, <laughs> was resuscitated, but while he was dead, he went to hell, yep. and he saw all these you know, crazy images. He talked about hearing Rihanna's music in hell, which was just weird, <laughs> but that was that's why the story came up. But I also heard him you know, under these other videos, and I swear to you, the stuff he described was like what's happening on that stage. <laughs> I was like, what? I mean, it's the first thing I thought of, so... I don't know, man. I'm still wrestling. Maybe I can find just yeah. the, the clip that we're talking about at the end of the performance where yeah, Pfizer comes it, up. Could the end with the Pfizer thing? Because it's, it's just that's hilarious. That once I saw that and I saw the replay of it, I'm like, oh, that's perfect. <laughs> it's just uh, those those two together, Satanism and, and sponsored by Pfizer. And I don't want to come on it again and say it's Satan, Satan's music. Well, and I know they say, well, you're a hypocrite. Don't you listen to Ozzy was there? Ozzy won a Grammy last night. You've got Alice Cooper. You've got Black Sabbath. You've got uh, Marilyn Manson. They know it's an act, right? And I think I think that's what the difference is. They know it's an act. They use it for effect, whatever. I re- that thing last night. I really think they were trying to send a message I for the th- first time ever. I really do. I do too. I feel like that was that was like a it was like a grooming session it was to worship sh- the devil. Was, I mean, I know it, was, it sounds like shake your fist at the sky guy, but, but it is though. It's too obvious. 
Yeah. Sponsored <laughs> by Pfizer. And I get you, you can say, you know, the <laughs> sponsored by Pfizer. <laughs> the act is, you know, the, the other argument would be play devil's advocate, so to speak, would be, oh, you guys are being too sensitive. The song is called Unholy. That's the act. They're playing to the name of the song. Okay, but don't you, on the other side of it, can't you also say that it's from the beginning directly in your face, like devil worshiping, Satanism stuff, because it's called unholy. It's it's that whole message in the song and in the performance. I've it's, heard other songs called unholy before by metal bands. Yes. Like Kiss has one. They weren't talking about this. No. It's a different kind of this is a different kind of spin. It was that that's the thing. Again, it was just so in your face, blatant, like this is cool. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. All right. In the meantime, other parts of the world. We'll update you as we go on this thing as uh, more video comes out of that area. It's bad, too. Turkey is reeling. Another powerful earthquake. You might have heard about the one last night that was a 7.8. It got followed up by a 7.5 earthquake on top of all the damage that was there. I don't know if you can technically call that an aftershock. That's just a separate quake, right? I think it's just another really strong earthquake. And I'll be honest, when you told me that... I was shocked because I thought I only knew about the 7.8. Yeah, it's bad. And then this one came out of nowhere. So the U.S. has pledged uh, support this uh, thousands of people dead so far, and it's it's a, it's a bad scene. So there will be uh, there will be a worldwide effort to help out those folks with that. Man, that's a rough deal. All right. In the meantime, a lot of money. Seven hundred forty-seven million dollars tonight for Powerball. Okay, I have to ask you because you know my stance on this. I am now protesting again. I know it I, makes you mad when you're uh, winning. You know, I know. I, you know, I decided I was. I, I promised I was going to buy tickets on Saturday. Right. I did. I wasted four dollars on this, and then and that's I, big for you. It is. That's a big commitment. <laughs> so I'm not buying it tonight, and no one's going to win. I'm not buying it Wednesday. I'll wait until the weekend again. But I got to ask you. Are you going to buy these tonight? Because you're deep. I mean, you're deep know, into this. You've been it's trying. trying. It's too late to stop now. Now it's a pattern. You're going to have to do it. And by the way, what an amazing what an amazing story that would be. So I win Powerball <laughs> the night before Jen comes back. And she, and she hates lottery winners anyway. So it would be fantastic. So she, else, it would be the, that's the best possible story. So you end up winning. And then Jen's all excited. We're all excited to be back you know, tomorrow with Jen. And then... Jen comes in and says, "Where's Bill?" Right. Her first day back. Oh, Bill won the mega, the, the Powerball. He's not coming. In. I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> You're, see, that would be the story. Wouldn't it there be perfect? Go. Oh, it's great. Oh, I love it. All right, we got more on that coming up next. And more on the uh, the fallout. So get this: they still haven't recovered the remains of the Chinese spy balloon. An effort is underway. They tell us. I'm blown away by this. The race to recover. Why aren't you there? That thing should have been. They should have had something catching that thing like a punt. <laughs> How are you not right? Be in position. Anyway, what? We've we've got that more fallout from that. And believe it or not, the Super Bowl has started already. The events have started out there in Arizona. Super week, baby. We're uh, less than a week away. We'll talk about it a little. Coming up next, the Self Loader Morning Show. Keep it here. Thanks, Jennifer. So much better sounding than the weekend. I know we needed the rain. We always have to say that. I totally get that, but it sounds nice for this week. 75 and sunny and dry today. Okay. Thank you. I know. It's perfect timing for during the week when I have no time to go to the beach. <laughs> <I> know, <laughs> right. I'll still take it. Who cares? Uh, that's all right. Yeah. All right. So we've got an update on the Chinese spy balloon story. You ready for this? Pentagon released a statement about a half hour ago that says, and you tell me what's wrong with this statement. Uh, an effort is underway to recover the remains of the Chinese spy balloon in the ocean. What do you mean an effort is underway? I have a question about this timeline, Bill. Do you mind? I have a question. We shot this down on Saturday, correct? Yep. Today's Monday morning, right? Yep. Why is the effort underway now? This thing should be torn apart, tinkered with, understood 
First of all, it never should have come across our well, uh, air, airspace. But I mean, my God, there should have been something or someone ready to catch this thing like a punt yes. in the ocean as soon as we shot it down. Have them waiting there. You understood where this thing was going to land. Give me a break. We know where a hurricane is going to go a week before it makes landfall. You're telling me you couldn't understand the, the uh, trajectory of this balloon after you were going to shoot it down? Unless. Be there. Unless. They already did, and this is just more misdirection, more misinformation. But there goes that most transparent administration in history. We're back. (laughs) Right. They haven't been transparent about this from the get-go. I would like to think that's the case. I would like to think that we're being smart and trying to, you know, outfox, outwit China by saying, oh, we're still trying to get there. But I think that's actually the case. Like, we're not. Why don't we have this already? That's amazing. I I did not expect that this morning. (laughs) I thought they would. I thought the update I really did, because they need a win, right? They need to spin this into a win and tell people why they handle it the way they did. And it's all okay. And we're still ahead of the game. We're ahead of China. I thought it was going to be, we've collected all the data. No damage was done. We are fine. It'll never happen again. Nope. What's the statement from the Pentagon? An effort is underway. Like, we're trying. Yeah. We're, we're trying to. We got one guy out there in a rowboat trying to pick up <laughs> the debris. How is this possible? <laughs> it's just, I think I've said this a million times today, but I had to say it again. I don't understand. No one does. They don't. I, I, and you don't know what to believe at this point. How could you not be there already? The statement from Biden was amazing. Now, everybody's takeaway is, you know, listen, he got overruled by the government, by the Pentagon, I should say. That, that's clear here. But listen to the timing. This is what I got out of it. Imagine how this would have played out. Well, that's Ted. Sorry. Oh, Biden here. Briefed on the balloon. I ordered the Pentagon to shoot it down on Wednesday as soon as possible. They decided without doing damage to anyone on, on the ground. They decided that the best time to do that was as it got over water outside within our within the 12-mile limit. Okay, yes, he was overruled. That's clear. We Everybody knows that at this point. That That's the God's honest truth. First of all, I'm not completely sure that's a true story that he ordered it shot down. I don't think he's capable. I don't. Not, mm. not anymore. I did it first. I did it on Friday when they said that. And secondly, Wednesday? Wednesday. You were briefed, he says. Wednesday. Yeah. This thing had been fl- days before that. It had come uh, on to, from Canada. Right. Like last Sunday. Yes. So that means they would have told him like two or three days late. So he wouldn't have known that long. So bad. And just going back to the recovery effort as well and how how embarrassing. And that's now the next chapter of embarrassment. With a focus on effort. They're trying. Effort. No guarantee, but we're trying. Think about this. Consider this, if you will. The Roswell crash in 1947. Okay. Whatever you want to believe it was. Weather balloon. Whatever you want to believe it was. The bottom line is... The army was there to recover that in a, in the desert of New Mexico. Right, it got on there. the same day, and that's almost eighty years ago. You're telling me in this high tech world that we live in with the military that we can't get to the coast of Myrtle Beach? Mm. And we have to. Oh, we're trying to get there. Oh, we're trying. How is this? We're trying. <laughs> and where are the cameras? How come we knew the pattern of this? It took days, for God's sakes. We knew where it was going. They published it. It said it was going to exit the country in airspace uh, 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 through South Carolina. Everybody, yeah. Where's the vid? Somebody had to set up a boat just in case this is going to happen. There's got to be footage somewhere. There must be a complete media blackout. The top secret efforts, the whole perimeter is probably uh, secured. I would think anyway, normally in a situation like that, that's what it would be, the protocol. So again, maybe I'm giving them too much credit. I don't know. Isn't that something? That's what it is normally. Wow.
Hmm. <laughs> I'm hoping they're tricking us. I'm hoping it's just smokescreen that they've I, already already recovered this. I used to think that. I don't think so. I don't think they're capable. I, I believe them at their word now. Where we're trying. Oh, An effort's gosh. underway. We lost it. <laughs> we're going to find out next. Tomorrow's be. The Chinese are claiming victory in recovering the the Chinese, their balloon wreckage they got with the first. data. What if they get there first? Can you imagine that? I don't think it would surprise me anymore. I think it's international waters, isn't it? It's that far off. Was it that far off? That Yeah, I'm not sure. Okay. All right. Great job, guys. All right. Meantime, yes. uh, Biden is offering assistance. The whole world is really devastating. Earthquakes rock Turkey and Syria. Over 1,500 dead there now, and that's just the beginning number. That's a real tragedy. It's awful. And neighboring Syria as well. It was a 7.8 quake. A couple of hours later, they got a 7.5 and a double whammy. So what was standing got knocked down. Yeah. I mean, you know, you had all this weakened structure already, and then, like you said, you survive a 7.8, then a 7.5 hits. It's just brutal. I mean, we do have it up on the blog if you're not up to date with what's going on there. It's, It's really bad. Well, but this is going, and it really starts today. Super Bowl week. Media days coming up. All the media members. Did you see at that convention center in Phoenix that the setup? I saw some pictures of uh, it's something. It's a couple of hundred different stations and TV outlets are there. It's unbelievable the size of this room. Yeah, that's back in full force. No doubt about that. Wow. Oh, yeah. They set that up in a convention center. There's media everywhere. All these different tables. You're trying to find your way. Then it happened to me when it came to Miami. Just a quick side note story. And I went down there, and you remember, remember that? I was calling the morning show and talking to you guys. It took me two hours, I think, to find my table for the Fox Sports station, our brother station here. Oh, I bet. Oh, it was like impossible. Oh, it's like a scavenger search. Yeah, was, you're just trying to find any sign of it. Right. <laughs> uh, the festivities <laughs> kick off today at something called the Footprint Center, huh? downtown Phoenix. I guess that's where Media Day is, because they're saying the Media Day is today. Players yeah. and coaches, huh. it's the only time the two teams are in the same building uh, before the game, before Super Bowl 57 on Sunday night. Uh, they're going to try. They're it's gonna, coming. They're going to try to hype this thing up. There are there are very few angles on this. Well, here's the thing. It's the Super Bowl, yeah. so everyone's going to have fun anyway. It's going to be the party. But I think for guys like us who are you know really big fans of the game, even though our teams aren't in the game, we're still fans of the game. And it's tough as football fans to kind of get hyped up for Eagles-Chiefs matchup. Just as, just as a casual fan, you know? It's it's not it's not a sexy matchup. I, it's not. It's just not. Sorry. I'm still excited for it because it's the Super Bowl, so I'm excited for everything surrounding it. But it's it, the matchup itself, you've been excited for, for matchups before. There's, there's not a lot. Yeah, not involving my team. I've been excited yeah. for other ones before. This one? I mean, I'd like, to, I'd like to see if Mahomes can win another Super Bowl. I think that's probably the biggest storyline. Or will the young upstart QB and Jalen Hurts get his Super Bowl? That's probably the main thing. I guess. Yeah, I just can't. I can't. I can't. I tried. Tried to get excited. I know. I'm sorry. I can't. Well, I know the fans of the teams are excited, but I mean, is anybody else? I just saw two commercials. They're already playing the commercials for the. Are they really? I mean, like full length. Wow. Showing you what they are. It's like, come on. As we discovered on Friday, they have previews of the commercials they're getting on, like trailers. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Wow. Well, that 80 for Brady thing did well over the weekend, that movie. I did not see it yet. I don't know if I'm going to. But uh, how much would you pay for the sand that Brady sat on when he announced his retirement from South Florida? Because somebody's actually selling it. Another one of these things I'm angry at myself for not doing. I I wish I had thought of this. (laughs) This is genius. I never found out what exact beach it was, by the way, though. Did they say? No, I'm not sure how somebody, I guess somebody tracked it down. By the by, the things behind him, the condos. Oh, they lined him. it up with the condo and everything. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. It's, 
Right. It's that sand dune there. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> the latest on the Chinese balloon. What's going on with that? Uh, some other information about the uh, the Turkey earthquake and what's happening there and the U.S. support that's been pledged already. All of that coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. Just getting it out there. I know you've heard it about it a ton. 747 million bucks for tonight. I know it's like Groundhog Day. I was talking about it every day. We're tired of it too. You can't ignore it. It's a big Powerball jackpot. Yeah, I mean, it's there. It's, you know, getting close to a billion dollars again. So it's like one after the other. Remember a billion was like a rarity? We're like, ooh, could this be the one that's going to get to a billion? Then we have like a billion dollar jackpot every few months. It really is true. It's not, it, people are like, eh. Right. <laughs> Another billion dollars. Eh, no big deal. Well, once, once it carries over again today and then Wednesday, I'll play again on Saturday. That's fair enough. I'm positive it's going to carry over. Really? I'm positive. Well, you've called it right all the way along, so I'm not going to doubt you. Well, I guess we'll see. <laughs> Boy, they got what they wanted, though, when they added this third Powerball night with Monday. I think Monday night was the one they added. Boy, didn't take long to get close to billion-dollar jackpots. <laughs> know, it really didn't. So quick. Wow. All right. Well, in the meantime, um, you really got to feel for the people of Turkey and Syria. Uh, terrible, terrible scene overnight and then into this morning. You might have heard about the 78 uh, magnitude earthquake that happened last night that got followed up by a 7.5. Boy, is that rare! I know, like it's not bad enough to have almost an eight magnitude, and then you get just another one, almost, almost just as strong as the original one. Unbelievable. I mean, of course, you always get aftershocks, but not like that. They've got uh, thousands of people dead so far, but that's early on in the counting, and it's just, it's just been awful so far. Worldwide reaction. Uh, the U.S. has offered its support, no doubt about that. Um, this is somebody from the Syrian. Uh, civil defense, white helmets trying to find survivors on that. We need help. We need the international community to do something to help us, to support us. It's a brutal scene, mm. man. I don't know if you've seen any of the videos from this coming out so far this morning, but they're going to need, they are going to need a worldwide effort and help. Humanitarian. Yeah, it's it's really bad. And then you had, like, you know, a, a little tsunami that came on shore in some of these Turkish, you know, coastal towns. And that's. Oh, wow. I mean, you get a like double an after whammy. effect of that. Yeah. So hopefully, you know, it's going to slow down. I'm sure they're going to have more aftershocks, but nothing like the two that they've already had was 7.8, 7.5. It's a total disaster there. And then weirdly, and I don't know whether this is related to the plate tectonics, all related, you know, the earth is moving below us and whether the, the counter effect was felt in our continent, but Buffalo had a four point something magnitude quake early this morning. Yeah, just, just about Buffalo. A, yeah, of all places, just about a 4.0. And they they felt that early this morning. Everyone's like, whoa, what the heck is going on here? And, of course, people are freaked out because they're hearing the news about Turkey and Syria. Right. So, you know, you think, wow, is this possibly connected? I don't know enough about, you know, geology and things like that to answer that question. But it is weird that they happen the same day. Very strange. Haven't heard about a lot of uh, damage, thank God, in that area. Yeah. That's yeah. enough to do damage, though, in an it area is. that's not built for earthquakes. Sure. It is. Wow. We'll survive you know, major blizzards, but the 4.0 earthquake, watch out. In the meantime, what kind of damage was done, the aftermath? Because everybody had time to get to the Sunday talk shows and talk about it. Military analysts, former defense you know, officials were talking about it. John Radcliffe was the director of national security in the Trump administration. He went on Maria Bartiromo's show, and he talked about what this Chinese balloon, what it does for the future, not only relations with them, but as far as our confidence in the world stage. Not only is it unprecedented, but the damage from this is incalculable, both from um, an intelligence standpoint and the possible payloads. You talked a little bit earlier about the different types of payloads that a stratospheric balloon could carry. 
Um, those possibilities are, are, are limited only by your imagination. Um, but what we do know is none of those are possible to be deployed against the United States if a stratospheric balloon isn't allowed to traipse across our countryside for four straight days, something that has never happened before. So he gets into this because Maria's follow-up question was, the Pentagon this morning, and this is Sunday, is claiming that three such balloons from China floated over the U.S. during Trump's administration. Now, this guy, John Ratliff, was the director of national intelligence. He said absolutely, completely no, did not happen. How about the Pentagon trying to? This was handled so badly. They're trying to. They're trying to work Trump into this with misinformation <laughs> to try to to try to soften the blow for their own for their own mishandling. It's a great point. I mean, <laughs> it was that bad, which is why you know I think to myself, well, maybe it really was just that bad, and they were just handled it that poorly. Because for them to come out and just completely grasp at straws. That's amazing. Maybe even more than grasping at straws, to just completely make something up. They're like, well, listen, I know this didn't go the way people wanted, but it happened three times to Trump. So, yeah, Trump. Uh, Ratcliffe <laughs> denies it. Mark Esper, former uh, defense secretary, denies it. And he's no friend of Trump either. He flatly denied it. Trump himself denied it. We'll have that for you in a second. But Ratcliffe made the best decision. He said, you can decide for yourself. You know how you know that didn't happen? It was nowhere in the media. They would have loved to get a hold of this. It's would a great have loved point. It, it yeah. would have been nonstop. That would have been impeachment three. It's a <laughs> it's a great point for that. I mean, really, when you think about it, if that was something that they knew about and didn't say anything, wow. yeah, I don't think so. They would have There's loved to, no, to get him on that. No possibility. No. In the meantime, Trump did react to all this. You can well imagine. He was sitting there eating his breakfast. He's like, oh, hell no. <laughs> Give me the phone. No, Donald. Give me the phone. I got on <laughs> Truth Social about this. <laughs> What did Trump truth? Here he comes. Now, it's a long one. We're not going to get over all this. We'll just start it off with this. The Chinese balloon situation is a disgrace. Just like the Afghan horror show, everything else surrounding the grossly incompetent Biden administration. <laughs> uh, goes on to say they're only good at cheating elections and disinformation. And then he gets to the good stuff. And now they're putting out that a balloon was put up by China during the Trump administration in order to take the heat of the slow-moving Biden fools. <laughs> Jeez. Here's what he says, how he wraps it up. Trump had too much respect for Trump. <laughs> I mean, China had too much respect for Trump. He put his own name. He's his own name, yeah. Uh, for this to have happened, and it never did just fake disinformation. <laughs> that is that is shameless for them to float this it out. It really is. Nobody believes it either. I mean, it's completely laughable. When I, when I first saw it come out, I was kind of taken aback. I thought, huh, well, that's the first time hearing about that. And then I thought, well, if it is true... I wouldn't say I'm surprised because maybe they didn't know or, you know, this is something that's been going on for a long time with us, you know, both countries spying on each other. But it's just completely made up. None of it. I, look, I know that there are things that go on that we can't even comprehend or know about. And there's a lot of things we don't need to know about. Yeah, I mean, there's tons of stuff that happens every single sure. day. Top secret experiments and whatnot and, you know, secret military technology that, that flies over our heads that we have no idea is there. Of course, I get it. But this wasn't one of those things. <laughs> to say that, well, listen, uh, I know this wasn't good for us, but Trump did worse. Yeah, blame Trump. It was his fault. It's so weird. We think uh, we think it said Trump on the side of the balloon. Uh, <laughs> but they wouldn't know that because they haven't recovered it yet. They just went back to all reliable. And is anybody going to get them on this? Is anybody going to say anything to hold them accountable for just like spewing a lie like that? It's not a small lie. They just threw it out there. All right. A little distraction story, you know. All good. How about that? Huh. 
Speaking of distractions, Tom Brady has been uh, retired for like a week now, but he's still occupying your timeline. I don't know. What do we do about the haters? <laughs> we love them. First of all, the Brady for 80 movie came in second place at the box office. Not bad. I've heard right. some pretty good reviews about it. People that thought they were going to hate it actually liked it. So second place. Not bad. That's actually not bad at all because that uh, Knock at the Cabin, I think that, it's called. Uh, M. Night Shyamalan Yeah, his new one. That, that came in first and that ended Avatar's... Seven-week reign at number one. Knocked down to third like when Brady breathed the Rams. How do you like that? <laughs> so Brady comes in and knocks down Avatar as well. <laughs> well, I think we're going to... We're not going to be without Brady for a very long time because he's going to be in the media a lot, I think. And it's already started with these loons. <laughs> Somebody went to the exact spot where Brady announced his retirement on the beach. <laughs> We've all seen the video and collected some sand from the beach where he was standing and poured it into a jar. This is genius. I gotta say, I mean, it's creepy. It is creepy. That was my my yes. instinct as well. But it's also genius because someone will pay for it. Well, the entrepreneur, and they lined it up with the condos and everything. They they, they know, know exactly. Yeah, it's in like a mason jar, isn't it? Yeah. They advertise the sand on eBay for six hundred and seventy-seven bucks, but it's probably going to sell for a lot more than that. For at least one hundred nineteen bids, it'll likely sell for, according to, I'm looking at two sources. Close to $100,000. Stop. Plus five ten in shipping and handling. What? I don't know. Maybe they're just putting that up there and they pulled the bid out right away. Like, then nobody's really going to pay that. Oh, my gosh. Why didn't I think of this? This is unreal. I mean, not, not I wouldn't be able to find the beach anyway, but still. Yeah, what is, that, what is the beach, by the way? Did we ever, I never found out exactly what beach. It's down here. I assumed it was on the West Coast. I mean, I, oh. I wasn't sure. I don't know. I thought it was Miami. Maybe. Oh, by the way, it was done like a week before we got it. Really? Oh, yeah. He'd known the whole time. Here's the other tidbit I found over the weekend that he came out and said. There was a Sports Illustrated article. He, all, this, all this speculation about other teams, it was the Bucks or nothing. Is that right? That's what he said. Oh, wow. He was so, never going to go to another team. Nothing with the Raiders, 49ers, yeah. Dolphins, people were saying. How about that? That's that's surprising too. Brady had his Brady had his trick the whole time. But he looked at the Bucks and he went, nah. Yeah, well, <laughs> I guess it's nothing. They're gonna be they're gonna be a mess. <laughs> the seller has hundred percent positive feedback so oh, far on eBay. Well, that's nice. What a great idea. Good job. Again, creepy, weird, but sports memorabilia people are insane. They buy like underwears and jock straps. So you think you better believe they're gonna spend hundred K on sand. Oh right. yeah. PT Barnum was right. <laughs> We got more. It's uh, true. Believe it or not, they still haven't recovered the Chinese balloon. This is fascinating to me. Uh, what, are you, what are they doing? This whole thing has been botched from start to finish. We got some more Super Bowl stuff to talk about, too. It's coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. and unfiltered. It appears that that China spy balloon has now been shot down over the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> That was live. Uh, Fox uh, Weekend Anchor had it live when it was happening. That was on Saturday, okay? Saturday. That's right. Get this. Tell me this doesn't outrage you. It does for me. I just, I'm scratching my head. I have no answers anymore. Debris from the Chinese spy balloon may wash up near Myrtle Beach, South Carolina soon. What are you talking about? How are they, they not doing anything? The Pentagon specifically said that they shot it in an area where they would get that intelligence part of it to fall into the ocean. Right. They haven't scooped this up yet? Are they? Did, did they go to lunch? I mean, did they go on vacation? It was Saturday afternoon. I could have driven to Myrtle Beach and got this off the shore. Well, funny you say that because they have also said... <laughs> 
Oh, They've no. sent out a public alert. Oh, Anybody who finds part of the balloon wash up on the shore is asked to contact authorities. Why aren't they grabbing it? This is this is so pathetic. I'm sorry. Uh, at, at the very least, I thought, well, okay, it's really bad that the thing flew over U.S. airspace for an entire like week, basically. But if I guess it's in the ocean, they can recover it, you know, get any more data, anything they need. Nope, not even that. They're like, hey, help us get this thing. Go get a fishing net. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's totally up for grabs. <laughs> this is unbelievable. What a joke. Are we that bad now? Are we that bad at what we do here? I think it is. I think it's easy to say, no, they have another plan. They're just not telling you. No, I don't think so. I don't think they do have a plan. They're that pathetic. How is this possible? How are they not how are they not set up to begin with? This is just basic operational duties here. You shoot it out of the sky, you have ground assets ready to go, you know, <laughs> land or or sea. As soon as it comes down, you identify where it landed, you get it, it should be done within an hour. And now it's been two days, and you have to say, well, if you recover any pieces, please notify hey. the... No, go get it! It's lost. Please please bring out your nets and bring it to us at this number. We're going to get we're gonna get uh, the Chinese, the CCP news media today. They're going to have an alert. We have recovered our civilian balloon. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be shocked at this point to see Chinese news media, Whoa. whatever that looks like, with video... Of Chinese soldiers on the beach at Myrtle Beach, holding up the balloon, <laughs> smiling. Hey, we recovered our balloon here in America. I think we go get some lunch now because no one seems to care that this is happening. It's truly amazing. It really is. Uh, I'm blown away by that. That's incredible. I thought this thing, like I said before, best analogy I had was some sort of a Navy vessel catching this thing like a punt return. Ready to go as soon as they shot it out of the sky. You know, the important is they shot it at the balloon part of it, and the thing that fell straight down was that, that tech thing. Yes. That supposedly was collecting something. That satellite. We just don't know thing. what. Yeah, yeah that. The, nope. The, nope. That's it. Hey, if you get a hold of it, you know, let I, us know. I swear, I'm not even exaggerating here. Maybe it's dumb, but I don't think it is. If China came to our shores now, if they sailed to the shores of America, they would just all good. Oh, yeah. I, I'm telling you, the United States, Probably our military already, yeah. and, and, the, and the leadership there would do nothing. They would be sitting with you know, their hands under, under the you-know-what, just completely confused. Well, you've got um, Mark Milley, the general, saying that before. It's like, they're not an enemy. They are not an enemy. No, yeah, not an enemy. Oh. This, okay. is a, this is a diplomatic mission. Don't worry about that Chinese warship that just pulled off the coast of San Diego. Okay. They're just coming in to say hello. Okay. I'm telling you, if it happened, they wouldn't do anything. Probably not. I, I'm telling you, watch out for, and it'll be propaganda, but it will still be hilarious. Chinese new me, news media. We have recovered civilian balloon. <laughs> after the after the U.S., what they call their response, completely inappropriate and demands yes. a, uh, a a second action from us or whatever yeah. they said. It was a literal. You know that expression? It was a well. Let's uh, let's float a test balloon, see how it goes. This was a literal test balloon. They actually did to it. see how we would respond, and we failed. Well, that's amazing. Now they know. All right. Well. That's- We'll wow. update you on this as we go here. It's about to get really bad. At least 1,500 people are dead. A powerful earthquake in Turkey and Syria. Here's the real remarkable part. You probably heard about the 7.8 quake overnight. It got followed up, same area, by a 7.5 quake, which is causing so much of the uh, so much of the damage. European nations and the U.S. have already offered support and uh, be sending emergency personnel there as well as cash because they're going to they're gonna need it. That's a bad scene, man. Yeah, I mean, I saw even... Uh I think rescue efforts from Azerbaijan were, were coming in to help out in that area. There's just whoever can help in that area is is trying to do so because 
Yeah, I mean, you talk about just complete devastation. Ugh. You get rocked by two major earthquakes. You have some of the coastal cities in Turkey getting hit by tsunami because of this thing. That's rough. Total devastation. What a shame. You wish him the best. In the meantime, less than a week before this happens, and Super Bowl festivities start today. The teams are in Arizona, as are all the media. Oh, my God. If you follow any sports media people or entertainment, they are... They're posting pictures of their Airbnbs in the desert. Here's our media set up at the convention center. And, oh, it's a big deal. <laughs> but uh, massive media coverage, as it always is, in full swing today. The Something called the Footprint Center is where the media day is going to happen. Oh. I don't know whether that's the convention center. I don't know. But that's Probably. where it's happening. Hundreds, several hundred media members are there to interview players and coaches from the Kansas City Chiefs. And the Eagles, and this is where you always get the the, the goofy Super Bowl uh, media day questions. That's right. So we'll have a lot of those for you tomorrow to play, I'm sure. And this usually goes on, as far as the media week usually goes on, like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday yep. is when you get all the interviews. You get all the you know the former NFL legends walking around, hawking whatever product they're endorsing, some sort of Dr. Scholl's you know, foot support that Emmett Smith is endorsing. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they're all out there. And you always hear in the interviews, too. All right. Thanks, uh, Emmett, for stopping by on behalf of uh, Dr. Scholl's. Uh, That's right. Go Bond foot powder. Uh. <laughs> hey, guys, I'm telling you, it's the best thing I ever used. <laughs> it happens every year. It's what they do. They do that radio thing. They ask him the fifth, last 15 seconds of the interview. They ask him about the product. <laughs> That's right. You talk about everything else. Oh, and by the way, I know you represent the... <laughs> it's just classic. When you went to it for Miami for Media Day, was that in Lauderdale, the convention center? No, that was down in Miami, like near the uh, Jackie Gleason Theater. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wow. Down in that area. At least they had it in Miami this time. Yeah. Wow. How about that? Oh, it was in the thick of it. All right, so we'll have some of that for you tomorrow I'm sure. In the meantime, coming up next, we have lots of things to ask Jay Ratliff about for a Flight 850, our aviation segment. First of all, they did obviously have to close airspace over the Carolinas to shoot down the balloon. Right. That's number one. And secondly, another close call for Southwest Airlines, this time on the ground, on the runway in Austin. There was a near collision with a FedEx plane. Doesn't it feel like some of these air traffic controllers are a little bit lost in their job lately? Yes. It's not good. Wait till you hear how calm they are, because they have to be. Yeah. On the radio call from the tower, though, when we play this thing for you. And a lot more with Jay and Flight 850 coming up next, the South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. It's the South Florida Morning Show with Jennifer Ross and Bill Adams on News Talk 850 WFTL. Now, the amazing thing about this, to me anyway, this is my takeaway from it, was how incredibly calm, because they have to be, the people in the tower at the Austin the airport were at another near miss, Southwest Airlines on the ground. Listen to this. Southwest abort. FedEx is on the go. Southwest 708. Roger. You turn right when able. <laughs> wow. We Roger. We almost hit another plane. We're fine. Okay. Everybody have a good day. <laughs> just just another day on the job, huh? Boy, I couldn't do it. I'll tell you that much. But we got to ask this guy about many, many things today. Now boarding. It's Flight 850 with aviation expert Jay Radliff on News Talk 850. WFTL. Ladies and gentlemen, First of all, Jay, as we always like to say, good morning. Thanks for your time. And, uh, well, it's not the best news for Southwest, but I think it's great news for the people in the tower. You talk about calm. I couldn't stay that calm. Could you? Well, I mean, if you're trained, yes. I mean, that's like a lot of times if we're in flight control, we're listening to pilots have an in-flight emergency. Yeah. They take off, one of the engines stops, or they have a mechanical problem that's serious. Uh, they announce that they're coming back, and uh, it's routine. It, they're talking to you like, uh, you know, forgot, forgot something at the house. I need to swing yeah. back by, yeah, that kind of thing. Southwest, I and, forgot my uh, phone. Yeah, exactly. You know, but it's 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 a it. 
I don't say it's a non-issue, but a lot of these men and women are former, you know, fighter pilots, and mm. a lot of them are military trained, and and those that are not have extensive backgrounds for the most part, and they practice uh, a few times a year in simulators for emergency type situations, so they're prepared. So when it hits, uh, for the most part, their training can kick in and allow them to uh, follow their checklist, land, and if you want to freak out, do it after the fact. It's amazing to me. It really is. Do we know anything other, you know, what would lead to something on the ground being a near miss? That's that's just, I, I guess, traffic control on the ground when they're trying to line up the planes? Yeah, I mean, there's different kinds of near misses. Sometimes you have an airplane, more commonly, that is preparing to land and you have a piece of ground equipment, uh, a tug or something that's oh. on the runway that shouldn't be there. Right. That uh, was not where they needed to be. And, you know, the crew has to, uh, you know, uh, go around and, and come back around. And, uh, you know, they, they get the individual or the equipment off the runway and they come back around. Far more uncommon is when you have an air traffic controller like we had in Austin where two airplanes were cleared by the same controller, one to take off and one to land. With a FedEx aircraft coming in to land, you had the um, Southwest flight preparing to depart, and, you know, it was a foggy condition, but that doesn't really cause for an excuse because they're trained for all of that. But this comes after, what, uh, two and a half, three weeks when we had the JFK near-miss with yep. the American and, and Delta flight? That's right. So, I, I mean, this is a, becoming a common occurrence, which is really something that scares you because when you're in this era of the safest era for travel that we've ever had from commercial jet standpoint, I mean, you have to go back to February of 2009 from the last accident we had with the Colgan Air flight. Uh, we did lose a passenger on a Southwest Airlines flight a number of years ago, but as far as an aircraft incident, and sometimes there's it's human nature. Complacency can set in where you get a little lax and you know, you really have to work to stay on your toes. If you're an air traffic controller, if you're a mechanic, if you're a, fly, a pilot, flight attendant, people on the ground, making sure you're doing everything possible uh, to, to maintain that complete era of safety. Mm-hmm. Because sadly, most of the time when there's an accident, near accident, uh, there's a loss of life. It comes down to human error that is a contributing cause. Uh, it may not be the cause, but it may be a contributing cause that causes a loss of life. And that's what we're always striving to learn from and improve. Now, the good news on both of those air misses at JFK and more recently in Austin is we can learn from both of those absent of anybody getting hurt. And right. that's, that is huge when you can make aviation safer uh, using these two incidents where nobody got hurt, uh, making it safer for everybody as we, uh, as we proceed with everyone else that's going to be traveling down the road. And then we've, of course, got this uh, story, which is on top of mind for, for everybody, because it was just so unbelievable. The moment it happened, happened to be caught live on Fox when uh, when this guy was on the air. That was it. Live, raw, and unfiltered. It appears that that China spy balloon <laughs> has now been shot down over the Atlantic Ocean. You are- over South Carolina. Jay, obviously they had to close airspace to this, but how? Yes. Uh, my first question was, and I wanted to ask you this first off, was how... Why of an area did they have to close off when they, when they're planning to do something like this? Well, of course, you know, a lot of times when you have movement of Air Force One, military uh, maneuvers, something, a, a sky launch, you might have a situation where you might have 10 to 25 nautical miles that are closed off right. just to make sure that you don't have any commercial uh, traffic in the area. Now, the good news here is that we were dealing with a part of the country where it's easy to reroute the traffic. You don't have 
international airports being impacted. You had Myrtle Beach, Wilmington, a couple of others that, you know, had temporary disruptions. But it was uh, it was something that we could easily get past, and, and that's the good news. And of course, all of that stuff's communicated to the pilots, uh, the the airports, the airlines. They're all working with Federal Aviation Administration on okay, this is what we're going to do. These are the flights that are going to be impacted. If there's flights on the ground, we're going to have to hold them. If there's planes that have yet to land, we may have to divert them to their alternate. I mean, we've got all these scenarios that might take place, and it, it's something that uh, there's a checklist for. There's a protocol mm-hmm. for so that uh, everyone knows what their role is. They know what to do. It's, it's, it's like when we have an air show where certain times certain acts close the airport where you don't have any commercial flights taking off or landing while the, this part of the show is going on, and then you resume normal operations after that. Uh, every morning, the Federal Aviation Administration will be briefing the uh, airlines on the movement of Air Force One so they know which airspace is going to be impacted uh, by the movement of that aircraft. So there's a lot of things as you move forward that it, it just it, it's almost something that's done every day. And so that when something like this happens, yeah, they know exactly how to handle it. Then as we wrap up, I don't know how we handle this as passengers. I really don't. Have we reached the point now where airline employees are so sick of passengers acting up that they're that they're trading fisticuffs with them? Because this video that you had sent down showing passengers and Spirit Airlines agents now trading blows, <laughs> is this the way we're going in the future? It, it is it, it, it's something to see when it really is. we're used to seeing passengers act up. Oh, that's yeah. But when you but when you see the gate agents fighting back, chasing the the, the passenger, <laughs> or you know you're trying trying to respond. You know th- that's one of like time out here. Uh, you we've all talked before about how at the airport we're trained that you know if there's a situation like that, yeah. it's okay to res- restrain a passenger, uh, not to strike a passenger. So I'm going to be very interested to see the, the, the ramifications here, because as you watch this video, the initial time that there was, there was actually the fight, a pause, and then the fight resumed. And a- after the first, you can see the gate agent walking around saying to herself in a daze, you know, she threw the first punch. She started it. It's as though she knows with all of these cameras pointed oh, yeah. that it's going to capture her oh, yeah. striking the, the passenger. And, of course, you had a mom that's 39, you had a 17-year-old daughter. You have them being told at the gate in Philadelphia uh, by a Spirit Airlines gate agent, your bags are too big, we're going to have to check them, and, oh, there's going to be a fee. And that's when it just all the chaos broke free. And, of course, those two passengers will never again fly Spirit Airlines. The unfortunate thing is they're perfectly free to fly any other airline in the country. Sure they are. Because airlines don't share that data, and I really wish – on people that become violent like this, that they would be, you know, banned from flying any airline for a period of at least three to five years, so that yeah, it stings. It, it, there's there's real consequences when you act up like this. But you know, we'll see what happens with the employees that were involved. But I mean, you had wigs coming off, shirts coming off. I mean, it was just. <laughs> We watch these baseball fights in the summer, right. where, which are like non-event. You know, they rush in there and don't yeah. do anything, and then nothing. This was this is better than a baseball fight. It's uh, we're gonna have to put it on the morning show blog, Diener. I think it's a good one. And there's a key element of this entire story you mentioned briefly in there, Jay. Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I <laughs> I've been to that airport, <laughs> and I have you noticed say it. some things. Some things from a security standpoint is like, 
that needs to be changed. And <laughs> hopefully they've done it because I pointed it out, whether or not they'll, they'll listen to me or not. But, look, it's passengers. I mean, we have people in Florida. We have people in Pennsylvania. We oh, have yeah. people in Chicago, the West Coast. Um, it, it, it could have been the worst day of their life. They could be coming back from a funeral, going to a funeral. Maybe they just lost their job. I mean, who knows what's going on? And that innocent gate agent just may have lit the fuse on her worst day, and then, boom, everything just just takes off. And and what we teach people at the airport and and customer service is, look, let's not make the situation worse. Yeah, you try to de-escalate. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. and the whole idea is, you know, a lot of times I've had people – you know, cuss, scream, push me and different types of things. Really? Later, later to come back and apologize, saying, look, uh, that's not me. I'm saying and it's like, hey, I totally get it. That's fine. And we go from there. And some of those people become your best customers ever. Really? Uh, but you, you know, oh, yeah. But you, yeah, I had a guy that uh, said, I hope this GD airplane crashes. And we were in the gate area. Oh, no. And no, I no, said, no. well, you know, guess what? You're not getting on this plane. He was intoxicated. Police showed up. He pushes the police officers. He's going crazy. And, uh, you know, he came back later and apologized to all of us and became one of our best frequent flyers. So those <laughs> things can happen. But what you can't do is allow that situation to have you respond as these these agents did. And believe me, they've gone through a lot, especially the last few years. And I totally understand the frustration. But if, if those individuals work for me, that's not behavior you can tolerate because now as an airline, you've made every employee of Spirit Airlines look bad. And it's tough to stand there and take it. Uh, I'm not saying get beat without protecting yourself. Yeah, you got to defend, but, but right? Don't go after them because that was, <laughs> that's what took place a couple times. There's only one and solution. Then the test market, yeah. the test airport's going to have to be Philadelphia. We put a small, half size, like three quarter size ring by the gate. You got you got gloves ready to go. We'll, we'll we'll they'll duke it out right on the side. They'll de-escalate that way, and we'll see how it goes. What I'm sure Diener's already got some Rocky music or something for the video to, <laughs> to, to, to go in That's there right. to add a little a little bit of a sauce to it. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it just it was a you know, and of course everybody on the plane's delayed now. Of course, so, yeah, because you've got everything that has to happen, and any check bags that these individuals have on the plane have to be removed from a security standpoint before the plane can be allowed to go. So you have one issue on top of another issue, and it's just. Uh, one situation can delay not only that aircraft, but every other flight that plane was supposed to fly that day. Unbelievable. Wow. <clears throat> what a state of affairs. All right, sir, we're going to talk to you in a couple of weeks. You're taking some time off, so I hope everything yeah. is good on your part. But in the meantime, for all of this stuff from Jay with Flight 850, 850WFTL.com, for the Morning Show blog and on the app, but uh, daytradefund.com if you're going to make some money with Jay. So there you go. Uh-huh. Already uh, making money with some stocks this morning. Yeah, let Jen know that if she comes back, I'm just afraid, so I want to give her a couple weeks before I come back. We're going we're gonna to tell her tomorrow when she's in here, oh, by the way, Jay's afraid yeah. to come in, so you're going to have to call him personally. Yeah. yeah, I'll hear that she's in a good mood for a couple weeks. <laughs> I'll know it's okay. Yeah, let's we'll see how and it I'll, goes. Then I'll show <laughs> That's right. All right, well, good luck. We'll talk to you soon, pal. Thanks again. All right. Thank you, brother. All right. <laughs> He's a good man. All right, uh, coming up next. So this... Uh, this story is developing as we go, and we're starting to hear from listeners who live in the area where the debris is washing up from the balloon. It's fascinating. 
It's not going well. The no. search for recovery. They're asking for people's help. This is pathetic. See, and this, I'm glad we got these messages because it answers my question about, is this just a smoke screen to throw off China? No, we're really just that pathetic. Wait till you hear this. All right, wow. and more coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. Not only there, but also on the app, 850WFTL.com. You can stream live, and apparently, Diener, Word has gotten out about our audio messages through the app. I love this. Oh, we got another one today? More and more people are sending it in. But the all-time icebreaker is, of course, this one. What happened with Rapid Fire? Yeah? Uh Uh-huh. That was the best show ever. Love that. That's just through people's phones. on the. Listen how clear that is. Yeah, sounds great. I absolutely love that. By the way, to answer your question, sir, which we have many times since last week, Rapid Fire is coming back, and so is Jen to coincide. We thought we'd lay it on her all at once. Yeah. Rapid fire three times a morning now. Yeah, no big deal, right? Jen's going to come back. We're going to start rapid fire and do it three times a morning. Just, you know, slight little changes. We figured, why why ease you into it? We'll just do it all at once tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, all that's good. how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, we're starting to hear from some listeners uh, out of state, specifically uh, in the Carolinas area. Listen to this from Pat. By the way, everybody, thanks for chiming in on this. Pat Fisher sends this message in a little while ago, before we talked to Jay. Check this out. I'm talking about the Chinese space debris, mm-hmm. which apparently we have not uh, gathered up quite yet. They're asking for help. That that message came out from the Pentagon before. If any, please contact authorities and help us collect this if uh, it happens to wash up on the beach. Pat says, I think they want the beach walkers to do the job. This is a message from our local police here in Sunset Beach, North Carolina. The last paragraph reads, quote, such items are part of a federal investigation, and tampering could interfere with the investigation. Then why don't you collect it? I don't understand. Why don't you do the job? I, I've I've been very confused today because I don't know how else to explain it. How are we in this position? <laughs> I mean, honestly, I huh? really, I swear to God, the only justification I could see was it's bad enough this thing flew across in our airspace the whole week. Yeah, that was really bad, right? Collecting sure. God knows what. I thought the only justification over the ocean was not only, you know, lack of damage for the the tech part of the balloon that they specifically shot above so they could keep this thing. It would be less damaging if it fell into the ocean and you'd have time to get ships in place to catch it like a punt. Yes, exactly. No, no such. Why don't you have the Navy or the Coast Guard? No. I mean, ready to go. No, no plan. How is this possible? No, they're asking beach walkers help. (laughs) Help us get out there. Hey, you've got a... if you got a shrimp boat, come out here and help us collect the Chinese spy satellite. Oh, Forrest Gump to start collecting everything on his shrimp boat. What I the mean, hell? What are we doing? How is this? So literally, the Pentagon's plan, the brain trust at the, at the Pentagon, right? The most powerful military in the world. Our plan is to let the water. Yes. The ocean water. Yes, wash it up. Just wash it on right. shore. Just or this wait. thing sank. I'm telling you, I was joking before. I have... Think we're going to hear one of these Chinese CCP news media outlets saying, we have recovered our <laughs> civilian balloon. <laughs> I'm telling you, yes, they're going to Ahead of the Americans. Yeah. yeah. We, we beat them. To the moon. Why not? And they'll take a picture on Myrtle Beach and post it on their social media <laughs> to go get some lunch on the beach and have a great time. Here's another good point from another listener who sent in an audio message. Paul Shirley. Paul, thank you so much for uh, adding this. And I, I, know, ex- I know exactly... The uh, film you're talking about with this, too. What about the movie Ice Station Zebra, where a satellite landed in the uh, 
in the Arctic area, and they had to find it by submarine. I mean, we could do it back then. We can't do it now. What a great point. That's what I'm saying. You can't, you can't tell me they can't locate this thing. We know, we know craters on Mars. Yes. And we've identified, we know how deep it is. Right. We can't find this piece right off the ocean? I mean, right off the coast? See, and I keep waffling back and forth on this, but this is why it makes me feel like, with stuff like this, stuff like this makes me feel like this is just what they want. They, they, they want this type of failure because maybe there is something to hide. And I hate to be Mr. Conspiracy Theory guy again, but how can I not be? It's just so incredibly inept. How are you not out there ready to go? Part of the mission is, okay, we know that F-22 is going to shoot this thing down, which we know now it was an F-22 that we used. So you don't have the Coast Guard ready on right off the shore to, to get any debris from this? And we and wanted just, to give our Chinese friends enough time to get their uh, to get their barge and always think get their civilian quote unquote civilian satellite back. See, I, I guess what I'm getting at is because maybe that's one of the things too. I wouldn't be shocked at this point. But I guess what I'm getting at is, do they just want this to be intentionally destroyed? Leave all signs of evidence of maybe that would possibly implicate any type of generals or politicians that would show that they're in cahoots with China. Which would explain why we would let this thing come Maybe. over the country to begin with. Uh, if they're willing to come out with this garbage on Sunday, which said, well, there are three similar uh, tech balloons that flew over the United States and the Trump administration. If they're willing to say that, they're willing to do anything. Yeah. This is just ridiculous. we got to stop saying what's next, too, by the way, because we're, we're cursing ourselves. Really what is. else can they screw up? We can't put that into the universe anymore. It's like when you're outside and having a bad day, and you're like, well, at least it's not raining. And then it starts to rain. <laughs> you just... <laughs> Don't say anything. Wow. That is that is really, that's amazing. It's rough, man. I can't believe we're, we've gotten this bad. Wow. What a shame. I mean, it's like stunning. I, I, I The last thing in this entire thing I expected was them to not have this, all of the debris. Sure. Even pieces of the, the blown up balloon back in place. Let alone that, that tech part. I absolutely thought, I thought there was going to be like a press conference. See, we've got it. There's nothing to worry about. We got it here. Everybody. Uh, right. Go back to uh, watching Super Bowl stuff. Yeah. Nope. It's, we're asking the public's help to scoop this off a beach. Please bring your metal detectors and fishing nets. <laughs> if makes... anybody's got a troller, can you, help out, <laughs> can you help out the U.S. military? It just makes my head hurt. That's amazing. What's going on? Whew. All right. Well, <clears throat> we also, I was trying to avoid this, Diener. I really was. I, I know. know. I know we had the, the Grammys last night, and usually we try to ignore that and just make fun of it. But this... <laughs> this was just it, it truly was it truly was a satanic presentation they put on the Grammys last night in primetime. And the the irony of ironies at the very end of it, while the smoke and fire and damnation and, and devil's horns are on stage, what comes up but the Pfizer logo? You can't make this stuff up, honestly. I I know they've had some B eight bad PR, but they didn't even deserve this. Oh my god. <laughs> Sponsored by Pfizer. This thing's I don't know what kind of ratings this thing wound up getting. But it's getting uh, a lot of negative reaction, that's for sure. They've gone totally off the deep end. We're going to talk about that. We do have some more Super Bowl stuff to talk about and some other headlines, too. <laughs> the uh, the teams have arrived, by the way. They're on the ground. They're in Arizona. Oh, it's official. They have landed. All right, good. we get that and more coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. Just going to tell you, it's rolling up. You probably already heard it already or saw it on a billboard. $747 million. We can't go any further without mentioning that. So we can't ignore it. 
It's funny. I tried to find out yesterday because I had to go to the store yesterday, and I'm like, oh, let me let me take a look at the jackpot, see if anybody won Saturday. And then I forgot on the way out to check. Right. So I'm driving down this morning, and I said, man, I don't know if anybody won still. But that's the better way to do it, the surprise <laughs> when you look at live. That's right. There it is. The billboard told me. It won't lie to me. And there it was. As I came around to 95 and saw the billboard at 747 for the Powerball, I just kind of smirked and then realized, yep. I knew it. I wasted my money on Saturday. I knew I only, it. I only find out on the Lake Worth billboard, but sometimes there's a truck on that right-hand side of the bridge. And oh, it blocks get, it for oh. me. And I get all mad. I got to try to go in between. I'm like, ah! Yeah, you can't get blocked. That's not fair. Damn trucks. <laughs> so that's it for tonight. 747. That's a lot of money. Yeah, it is. All right. So, well, you know my philosophy. I am not playing again until Saturday, because no uh, one's going to win this week. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. I'm waiting. I don't blame you. <laughs> all right. But uh, in the meantime, serious news. Praying for the people of Turkey and Syria. This is horrific. I mean, more and more videos coming out. Oh, so they had overnight. You probably heard this one: 7.8 magnitude quake that affected Turkey and Syria. And that gets followed up a couple of hours later by a 7.5 quake. So stuff that managed to survive got knocked down immediately. There is a wild video that I saw first thing this morning of these people just look surveying damage down what was very busy city streets. While that's happening, buildings collapse. Buildings collapse behind them when the, when the second uh, quake happened. Unbelievable. Yeah. U.S. has already offered aid and personnel. Europe has done the same thing. It's going to be a worldwide effort. They're up to like a couple of thousand deaths already, but that's going to go way up. That was the early number. Yeah, it's it's really a shame. I mean, the, uh. the scenes of just complete devastation. I mean, how do you deal with something like that? You have a 7.8 earthquake. And then all the, you know, structures are already weakened at that point. And then you get a 7.5 on top of it just hours later. It's it's a real shame, man. It's rough. The, the, we, we do have it up on the morning show blog. I normally don't like to have stuff that heavy on the morning show blog. Mm -hmm. But it's just such a big story. I feel, you know, we, we had to put up some of the, the videos that are coming out of there. It's, it's really tough. In the meantime... Distraction entertainment news. The teams have arrived in Arizona. The players are there. The coaches are there. The media is there, first and foremost. Right. They got there this weekend. If you follow any sports people or entertainment people on social media, my God. They're all showing pictures of their Airbnbs in the desert, and here's where our show is. Oh, we're yeah. just jealous is what we're basically expressing. <laughs> but there are hundreds, close to 300 media members in Phoenix just for this thing. So they, they cram everybody in there into, into a convention center. You got to walk around and try to find your table. And you're all excited to talk to some legendary athletes. And meanwhile, they don't care about talking to you. They just no. want to talk about the product they're endorsing. No. Exactly. Yeah. You Took just, about my foot cream. That's, that's it. right. You're just a prop. That's it, about that, right. I did see an overhead shot of this convention center or wherever they have a media day, though, or, or where the interviews are going to be. It is. It's it is. It's hundreds of broadcast tables. It's huge. It really is. It's daunting, man. When you got to try to get there early and get things figured out. And they say this is way bigger than any other one they've ever had. So oh, I guess really? Everybody's traveling again. World press, all that stuff. Yeah, true. Fox, speaking of money, says it now has. It took a while. Has officially sold out of all of its Super Bowl commercial inventory. There's no more room. So Diener, if you're going to scrape together two nickels that you're not spending on Powerball and you thought you were going to buy <laughs> some kind of commercial for the Super Bowl, I'm sorry, you're frozen out. Not too late. Man, I, and I had the $15 million put away to buy a 30-second ad, too, and I just... You can't wait on that. No, I missed out. Maybe so next time. we're all wondering how much this costs, right? Peak prices wound up rising above $7 million for a 30-second spot. Jeez. 
I was just messing around with 15 million. I didn't even think it was that much at seven. Isn't that amazing? It's gone up that much. That's that's. It, I remember it was a big deal. It was breaking news when the first million dollar spot happened. Yeah. Well, these companies are doing okay, aren't seven they? Seven million, seven million a spot. Mm-hmm. Imagine being the sales account who who gets to to sell that stuff. The account executive was like, "Yeah, you got one account. Yeah, right. That's it. You're done. You you sell a Budweiser spot for the Super Bowl. Your year is made." Well, this guy, VP of Ad Sales, Mark Evans for Fox, he's got a good job. Yeah. He said it took longer than usual this year to get all the space filled because many major companies have been going through shakeups in recent months and up and down. True. And well, that's all understandable. They got their money at seven million per. Listen, you can't beat, you know, having an ad during the Super Bowl. It's literally the only event, the only programming where the commercials that you're paying to have your name out there are talked about more than the actual event that you're paying to be a part of. Right, exactly. So, I mean, it's a no-brainer. That's why they know they hike up the price every year. People, the company is going to pay a premium because it's, it's, it's like, it's the Super Bowl of ads. I mean, you're not going to get any more eyes on it than you will that night. Good for them. Yeah. Especially this year, too, because there's going to be a lot more interest in it. I'm sorry. I, I know maybe it's just I'm biased. I can't, I can't get into the storylines of this game. It'll, it'll, it'll percolate this week. They'll yeah. try to find some other storyline other than the Kelsey brothers, I, but I can't find it. I think, They're searching. I think by Friday we'll be looking forward to the game a little bit more. Somebody has to make a stupid guarantee or a trash talk or something needs to happen. Something, Maybe something this week. Right. Maybe you get some type of trash talking going on. It's going to kind of spice up. You know, Roger Goodell's having the meetings. They're saying, hey, you guys got to do a little spicy <laughs> things during the week here. Let's, let's hype this up. I don't know. Oh, the NFL create a storyline? No. no, that never happens. Never all right, speaking of entertainment, so I didn't, I, I swear to you, I didn't want to come in here today and start complaining about the Grammys like some old guy yelling at the clouds. I swear to God, but this really is noteworthy. And number two, there's a lot of people talking about it. We're like, did you see that? Did you see that Satan thing last night at the Grammys? People will, I mean, people will be saying that it worked today, even if they didn't watch it. It was all about Sam Smith, the singer. Now, here's the thing. I have followed a lot of metal in my life, heavy metal performance metal, stuff that you would consider on the darker side of things. I've sure. never really thought, maybe the one that came close was Marilyn Manson. I never really thought any of them bought it. You're not going to find a, a, a bigger Christian than Ozzy Osbourne, for perfect example. <laughs> True, right. But it's the dark persona, and it's the darkness, and it's all the stuff, and all the Alice Cooper stuff, too, and all of it. They don't really believe it. They right. really don't. They're, they're not really pushing it. It was really just to sell, sell records, sell tickets. This guy last night... <laughs> I think there's a distinct difference. I think they buy this. I think I think it actually was satanic. It, it, it sure feels that way. It was like in your face. This is so great. This is so nice. Uh, you know, it started with the red carpet. This is the part I did see live because Lauren and my daughter Coley were watching this thing and they're watching. It. I'm like, who is? That? Oh, it's Sam Smith. He walks in in a red outfit and he's all you know, trying to be all tough looking. And he's got these four. Was it four or five? Maybe six minions around him. Just about. Yeah, five or six. And they're kind of like worshiping him. He's got a cane or whatever. I'm like, oh, okay. Then I wasn't going to watch the Grammys. I came back downstairs later and they said, did you see it? I'm like, what? And they started telling me about it. So the, the thing is called Unholy, the song, I guess. That's the, the whole performance. The yeah, and it was really big on TikTok. It was a popular song. You're going to hear at the end here when the thing fades out as we jump ahead. And it's important because of what, <laughs> what corporate logo pops up. Here it comes. Now, 
the Grammys logo comes up. And then right now, well, still it was fire, brimstone, horns, people in cages, <laughs> and it looked like hell right then yes. on, on the screen Sponsored by Pfizer. That's right. There it is. <laughs> it was, you couldn't put it more in the nose than that. It was awesome. What a, I mean, just the timing of it. <laughs> it was just incredible. And by the way, you're not exaggerating. If you didn't see the performance, it's literally, they were in cages. There's fire. They're all they're wearing devil horns. It's all red and just demonic. To just describe what else happened. There was a circle. There was. Like he was in the middle of the circle and they were all kind of like around him like a, like a ceremonial kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, the song is called Unholy. So that's kind of a clue as to how the performance was going to go. But this was just completely over the top. I mean, this is like ritualistic. In ritualistic this is a good word. That's what it seemed yeah. like. It was yeah, really bad. I think that's the difference, right? You can come out dressed as something. As part of like the act for the song, okay, I'm going to come out dressed as the devil because it's called Unholy. I get it. It's, it's, you know, it's music. You want to put on a show. Fine. But when you actually start doing like ritualistic things and you're trying to kind of like, you know, throw it in your face of like, this is the cool thing. Hey, kids, <laughs> the devil's so cool. I, I, I even know songs, heavy metal songs that are called unholy. It's not like this. this right. Is like, this is like satanic. It really was. I don't want to sound like a, you know, a, a Midwest Bible thumper. No, that's but on, it's just. That's a, that's a preacher on TV. But I swear to you, it was, it was the closest to it. You got to call it like it is. I mean, it honestly. Really, it was really bad. We put up, I, I didn't want to put up the whole thing because it was just so uncomfortable. But we do have up like the 20 second clip we're talking about. Oh, you good. Can, so it's not can, the whole, all right. Yeah, you can see the end of the performance and what Bill is talking about with all of a sudden <laughs> pops up there in the fire and brimstone. And you just see, sponsored by Pfizer. <laughs> <laughs> that was my, that's the part. That's why I'm laughing. The timing was incredible. Uh, it's unreal. Because then you have people, you have plenty of people who legitimately are upset at Pfizer anyway going, see? Told you. It was like a sacrifice of human souls to this thing. I saw the comments. I saw right there. Pfizer is sponsoring human sacrifices <laughs> and Satanism. It's right there on social media. Wow. But that's what people are saying anyway. All right. So there's that. It's crazy. Little clip. So at least you know what people are talking about. It's on the blog there because you yeah. probably didn't see it live. It's uh, 850WFDL.com and on the app. All right. Coming up next, we'll wrap this up. Stuff we didn't get to before. It's the kitchen junk drawer segment. Woo. Things such as... Well, we did talk about this, but it's worth it again. Should the Monday after Super Bowl be a national holiday? We've been talking about that for decades now. Um, did the Pope praise the middle finger in a tweet? Whoops. That's right. The Pope has a Twitter account. <laughs> but then we'll get to the real story. And I don't know how to wordcraft around this, Diener, so I'm just going to give you the headline. Okay. <clears throat> we go to the villages uh -oh. The villages for this. Oh, no. Okay, hold on a second. So now you've paused. You don't know how to wordcraft around it. And we're just going to go straight headline is from the villages. This is not good. Are swinging seniors tying loofahs to their cars to let people know? <laughs> That's the headline. Oh, no. We'll find out together. Unfortunately, next, the Self-Loader Morning Show. Keep it here. <laughs> Welcome to Monday, everybody. Thanks for being here. The Self-Loader Morning Show. Don't forget, tomorrow, the return of Jen. Jay Ross comes back after five months of recovery. I think it was five. Yeah, it was about five. Yeah, just about. I had forgotten. You had mentioned this about all the things we need to re-catch her up on. <laughs> you mentioned something about Halloween. That was pre-Halloween? It was. It was like mid-October. Holy crap. I gotta, I'm got. i going to surprise her tomorrow. I have some Almond Joys from Halloween that I've saved for her this entire time. Well, they're time. still good. They're still good, right? <laughs> they baked them all in 1967, so I don't think it really matters. <laughs> Let's be honest. The ones we got for Halloween were probably like you know, used in, on a shelf for the past 10 years anyway. She so. might have re-gifted those from her house. That's Who the correct. hell knows? It all goes in one big circle. Uh, this returns, too. What happened with Rapid Fire? That's coming back, and we're going to do it uh, many times during the day. It'll wind up being 
the bo- just know the bottom of the hour is not going to be rapid fire time. That's right. That's what's happening. With the exception of six thirty, but that's because that's too early. Yeah, too early for us for us honestly to get into that type of rapid fire mode. And we couldn't bump Bill O'Reilly. We asked him, and he went, "No." Yes, we'll do it live. <laughs> I have too many things to say. You will not bump me. <laughs> All right, Bill. So there's a lot happening tomorrow. In the meantime, uh, this is kind of like the well, some of these things we did talk about before, but some uh, we didn't. But we need to give it extended time in this last segment of the show, which we call the kitchen junk drawer segment. <laughs> First of all, do you want to just, well, <clears throat> this we did talk about. It's finally picking up steam. We've talked about it literally for decades. Should the Monday after Super Bowl be national holiday? It's got more national support, and that change.org thing is still happening in a couple of different ways. It's got more support than ever. It's got more online chatter than ever to do this. And in one state, Tennessee, they're actually bringing up legislation, and they debated it to make it a state holiday. Some of the debate is fantastic. Listen to these guys. Most of the people are either hungover or they just don't want to come to work <laughs> yeah. because the Super Bowl runs way into late hours. Yeah. I think it'd be great. Yeah. Well, I would participate in any day off. Why do we keep coming up with holidays? It almost seems like a backdoor <laughs> way to cancel a real holiday. Why do we keep coming up with holidays? That guy's no fun. Jeez. And then uh, the guy at the end, what he's talking about is sacrificing Columbus Day for this holiday. Why do we have to sacrifice one day? Just add it. Yeah, I mean, is it that hard to add a day? I know uh, legislative-wise, I know it's kind of tricky from what we've heard, but come on already. You worked this out. We've been talking about this for years, and every time the Super Bowl comes up, we hear about some 12-year-old who started a petition, and it's like, oh, it's so cute. Little Jimmy started the petition. Well, this one has been ongoing, and it's literally got like millions of signatures now. This is just to do the right thing and to get the NFL to change it to the game to a Saturday, so it's Super Saturday. Bars would benefit. Restaurants would benefit. People would benefit. It'd be less lost productivity. I don't get why the NFL doesn't do that. I mean, they have already have a week in between the Super Bowl, so it's not like you're missing any type of preparation. I think they get that one extra day of Super Bowl prep and hype, and they don't want to sacrifice it. I guess. It's all Goodell's fault. That's all I'm going to tell you. They really should change it to Saturday. And that Sam Smith demonic thing last night, did Roger Goodell, did his image appear at the Grammys? <laughs> Were they really praising Roger Goodell, who is Satan? The, the ginger devil, yeah. as you like to call him. That's him. <laughs> Speaking of the opposite of Satan. Yes. Unfortunately, these kinds of things happen when you give the Pope a uh, Twitter account. He had to l- delete a tweet that praised the middle finger inadvertently. No oh boy. Well, it, it's okay. Here's how it started. He gave a speech in the Congo last Thursday. He talked about how the five digits on your hand in Catholicism represent five essential things in life. Okay, philosophy and all. Boy, that goes deep, though, doesn't it? Sure does. For example, your thumb represents prayer, pinky is service. Well, at some point in time, you got to get to the middle finger, right? When they explain the middle finger representing honesty and truth, they unfortunately put up the Vatican did the, the middle finger emoji. No! <laughs> uh, eventually they had to yank it down oh, People geez. had fun with about the middle finger So being all the comments were on there But of course, <laughs> everything online lasts forever So some of the comments were screenshotted The best one of all was this guy in New York Who said, hey, I'm doing the Lord's work Right now in the Bilt Parkway That's right, hey, you want you want some honesty? I'll give you some honesty <laughs> Here's your ornament I almost did that on the turnpike a couple of days ago Jeez, <laughs> very honest while I'm driving, Bill <laughs> and then we got this. We waited for last but not least. 
are seniors in the villages. Don't do this to me. Legendary, legendary now because it's been it's oh been the it's, it's actually been the subject of movies. They've yeah. had a document. They did a big sixty minutes interview about what goes on in the villages, the retirement community, huge in Central Florida. Are the folks there tying loofahs to their cars to let people know that they? No, they're please. down. Don't do this. They're down to get down. <laughs> oh my gosh, loofahs. Yeah, to the cars, to the to the tops of the cars, or I would imagine like that. Do they still have antennas? The old people's cars could be like when you put the tennis ball on there, or like the uh, the colored plastic ball. And when they say cars, I think they mean the golf carts. That's what that place is famous for. A lot of golf carts. Yeah. Oh boy. Okay. Oh boy. <laughs> this uh, some people had sent some videos around and it made it to a Reddit discussion a while back where people had debated this back and forth and some people uh, somebody who claims to work at the villages said absolutely not it's just so that they can find their cars easier other people said oh no I'm in that community myself and that's exactly what it means it's, it's too specific not, I mean, not to mean that yeah would you really be using a loofah to find your car easier that doesn't what really... happened to the old tennis ball why couldn't you go with that yeah <laughs> The swinging seniors of the villages. Wasn't there like a thing where if you had a pineapple outside, it was like a swinger thing or something like that? Hey, I don't know. Uh, we, we don't roll like that in West Point, Dean, or I don't it? know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> you fake Catholic. <laughs> I'm flicking people off on the highway. I don't, I don't know what you're. I don't know where you're getting this, pal. Putting pineapples outside. Boy, ever since you moved to Port St. Lucie. <laughs> <laughs> Things have really gone downhill from me. Port Sin Lucy oh, is no. what we call it. The Pizzle. The Pizzle. Things get wild. All right, we got to get out of here. I think we're late already. No, Jen's back right. tomorrow. We will be back with Jen, Rapid Fire, all that good stuff. It's going to be a good, good day. And we'll, uh, thanks for hanging out. We'll see you then.